following podcast contains spoilers for Avengers Endgame. If you do not wish to hear spoilers, don't fucking listen. Stop now. Before it's too late. Final warning. Final warning. Countdown from five. Five, four, three, two, one. You're still listening now, you're fucked. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost Arts of Podcasting. It's a very special one today because we're reviewing Avengers Endgame. Because we're in the Endgame now, or were. Supposedly. Well, supposedly. Well, for me and Bunkley it was. You just like went yeah. So. Yeah, it was a film. (laughs) This movie isn't for you. I. You you were akin to one of them people that used to walk in when I was working there and be like, "What's on now?" Oh, are we are we tackle are we are we are we tackling this this elephant in the room right now straight away? Are we we're getting this off we're getting this sorted out now before intros are done? <laughs> All right, fuck it. I am of course your host, Cox the Legend, joined once again by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man in podcasting. Science Hill delivered. Your boy and mine, Billy the Boy Bunkle. How are we doing? Before we get into it, the single greatest cinematic moment of my life. Just leaving it there. <laughs> and that was a lost star of podcasting. <laughs> and he is a dazzler. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the other voice you can hear, he is a man. Who is half a man? Half a man. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it was in sync on what I could see. It bollocks, it wasn't. <laughs> I'll, blame, I'll blame the quantum realm. <laughs> you guys have made this work once in however many episodes. <laughs> well, this is, this is the quandary, and again, one of my fucking haters are doing it on Skype. So... Like, Paul All time it's work, we're doing it in person. Yeah. So. Fuck. It so. does work. It does work. In its own way. It's Paul, the fat guy, Flinders. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the fat guy. I, I can't get this jingle to work with it. I can't get it to work. I'll, I'll have to think of something else. But yes, it is me. I'm the guy, Paul, the guy, Flinders. You're Paul, the and... Sorry? You're Paul the fat guy, Flinders. Yes, I am the fat guy. So, yeah, um, jumping back into it, you're pretty much like one of them people that walks into the Odeon, or I used to walk in on like a Saturday afternoon and go, what's on now? No, like, no, no, no. Eeny, meeny, fucking, ta- eeny, meeny, miny, fucking mo, mate. Come on. No, no, people people used to walk in when I was on, like, doing the tickets and that. They'd walk in, grab a timesheet, and then go, um, what's on now in, like, the next ten minutes? And you'd be like, well, there's nothing on for an hour because everything has just gone in. Yep, that's how I ended up watching The Secret Window and The Village. Oof. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I didn't walk out somehow. Uh, <laughs> but I ended up walking out of Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, Go figure. Yeah, but we saw it, it had Jack Black in it, so I thought, fuck it, I'll give it a go, and it was fucking awful. Yeah. So, hey-ho. I decided beer was better. It was a better um, option at that point. What's the switch down instead? 
Yeah. And a couple of bevies went home. But so yeah, we 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 saw a film on Wednesday night, didn't we? Nearly a year, year to, nearly a year to the date prior to or oh, after of seeing uh, Infinity War. Indeed, it was a Getting Geek recorded, which should be out before this, or on the same day, maybe I don't know. Um, not decided. Ah, see, the booker decides. So, uh, yeah, it was it was funny because like I think it was yesterday was like the it was like a year since we. <laughs> Since we saw Infinity War, and then I saw it like 12 hours later again at like midday. You fucking mentalist. Well, because the, the problem was when we went to, first went to watch it at the midnight with, the, the Infinity, with Infinity War, I text uh, Dave from Oops TV saying, Right, I've got tickets sorted, we're doing the midnight show. And then he texted me back saying, No, reread last text, can't do midnight showing, but can do midday. And I just went, Oh, shit. Well, we'll have fun. We'll let you know how it is. <laughs> um, so it was a case of like, well, lucky for you, I'm off the following day because it's a midnight show and it's going to be at least going to finish at at least three o'clock in the morning. There's no way I'm getting home at four o'clock, then getting up at seven for work. So it was one of them. It's like, well, fuck it, I was going to watch it at midday. Yeah. Yeah. It's Why in- not? Well, this time round, I did midnight followed by 8.25 a.m., so winning. How the fuck did you manage 8.25 a.m.? Unless you literally had the cinema on 24 hours that day. No, the, the, the view closed after Endgame finished, I assume at 4 o'clock, and then was reopened for 8.25 a.m., and I was there watching it again. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean... I was like I say, as we was uh, talking about, obviously before the intros. I mean, you two are big comic book guys. You're into your Marvel. You know all the backstory. And as like Alan, Alan, so Adam was saying, um, I'm that guy that comes and picks a film. I was eeny meeny miny fucking mo and picks whatever book f- film it was. Now, I haven't watched a Marvel movie in the cinema before Infinity War, I believe. I'm trying to think if I've seen any one any before that. I don't think I have. I'm just I'm um, racking my brain, but I don't think I have. So I saw Infinity War, and then literally that was the last time I went to the cinema before Wednesday night. So yeah, I've, only, yeah. I've only seen the Avengers movies in the cinema. Yeah, it's 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 one of them like. You know, uh, I mean, I think I've seen every single Marvel movie that's come out in the cinema um, at least once, if not multiple times. <laughs> that's Before, your bag, though, isn't it, end of the day? You know, yeah. that's what people like to do. I mean, I can't imagine you wanting to sit there and watch motorsport for 24 hours in one stretch, but that's what I do. I enjoy that. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, you know and... Um, you know, for, in the interest of fairness, you know, everybody is entitled to their opinion. Um, we'll, as we go along, we'll, you know, we'll probably end up discussing why. Well, yeah, why not? What didn't you like, Paul? It wasn't really anything I disliked. I, I think I've, I've actually mentioned sort of like, I know Mooch did a review. Mm-hmm. 
and he came up with some good points and he didn't really criticize it as such right more it was i think i, I think I, I fell into a similar trap where it was like there was an expectation of this film through marketing and previous experience things like that this is going to be like super conclusive it's going to be this and other and in some respects it was but I don't think it was as good as it was expected to be, in my opinion. I mean, I had expectations of it being great. I mean, I went on record last year to say that I absolutely loved Infinity War. And I was going into that not knowing diddly shit about the franchises that were in that film. I mean, I'd watched, I think I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That I, you know, that I acquired via means. Um, I never got round to watching number two. But I've watched, the, I watched the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah. that was pretty much my knowledge of Marvel movies because it just not wasn't something that interested me. Now, I think I went last year on pretty much a spur of the moment decision, wasn't it? I yeah, think it was so, yeah, you had you had a ticket spare, I thought fuck it, I'll have it. Well, yeah, because it was like, well, I think you said something like, well, I'm off work, it's like I don't really know what's going on, but hopefully the 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 film will sort of thingy it for me. So he's like, Yeah, fuck it. Um Yeah, I'll I'll come along. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing you Infinity War didn't do. It wasn't new it wasn't new fan friendly <laughs> that I've noticed. There's there's not much like Here's what happened previously, sort of thing. There wasn't yeah. any of that in this film. I think with this one, it's they you know expected to have watched it. the other two, all the other movies. Well, even just Infinity War, like if, if you went in without having like, if you're one of these people that are drifting and out, like you may have watched Iron Man, you missed number two, you might have seen Captain America, mm. you probably watched Civil War because they were both in it. You probably skip like Black Panther and Ant Man because you're like, well, these are nothing to do with it. You might have watched the like four, two, maybe the first one. Yeah. You may you might have watched the first Avengers film and then sort of play on Mist Age Voltron and then go straight to Infinity War maybe or go jump straight to this and gone. Well, what happened then? So it's sort of it's kind of piece it together yourself in the cinema and it's it's. There's also the thing of like I watched Captain Marvel, and a couple mm-hmm. of people I spoke to and that I've seen opinions of and stuff online have said like it's it's pretty much essential to have seen Captain Marvel beforehand. I don't I don't agree with that. So sorry, just piping up. <laughs> no, 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 it's... no, I get what you mean. All you need to know is when you get the vibe that you got it was Mark Captain Marvel is fucking badass, and that's all you need to know. I mean, now, like, honestly, going in, going into this movie, all you actually need to have seen is Infinity, is Infinity War. Because once you know that, I mean, I suppose it's hard if you don't have a bit of comic book knowledge. Um, but if you've seen Infinity War, you know what Thanos did. So you yeah. kind of, you know, and, when, and once you know that, like, I think... I've read a lot of things where people have been saying, oh, well, the first act is boring, the first act shit. But the first act is trying to, to me, is trying to make you 
remember the loss you felt at the end of Infinity War? Mm. That and trying to build up the idea of there is a way to correct it. Well, like, I would say the that idea kind of is act time. two. Like, mm. to me, like, act one kind of ends when, like, they give you the kind of the way to, like, the first way they come up with to correct it, which is basically get the stones back and do the opposite of what Thanos did. And, like... I suppose if you think about it, if they if they don't get destroyed themselves, you would you would assume that that would work, and that that could happen. So, like, it it felt to me like all they were trying to do was take you back to where you were at the end of at the end of Infinity War. So if you haven't done like the double showing, you you are you are now at that point where you finished. Infinity War thinking, fucking hell, it's all kind of over type of thing, and, you know, what we're going to do now, and you, like, I was talking to um, Matt and Flo from the uh, Gunpowder Trees No Plot podcast, and they were saying how they came out of Infinity War feeling like they'd lost something, like something was missing, like, because, the you know, all these characters that we've, well, kind of grown up with, it's like it's it's over. He's Thanos has won. Now, mm. you know. Um, so like I say, I I can see why people have said, oh, it was a bit dull. It wasn't, it, but it was purely to get you to that moment, which why it made sense to me. To knock you down to build you back up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, you, it's to try and you know make you understand that adversity that they're 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 up against. Yeah, and it's also oh. a good idea to... It's a way of recapping... The, I suppose, yeah, actually, I'm going to slightly retake back what I said about, you know, not being new fan-friendly, but it's sort of a way of recapping the old film without beating around the bush too much. Without and basically also adding, clips. Yeah, and also adding something new so fans who have seen the previous film aren't bored by going, for fuck's sake, I've already seen this, we know about this, let's move it along a bit. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. They could, they could have easily just chimed in with her last time on Avengers. Yeah. yeah. In case you missed it, here's what happened in the last film. And yeah. Yeah. For like, well, and and every every diehard fan was sat there going, "For fuck's sake, we've seen this already. We know what happens." Yeah. Like, there's no one going into those midnight screenings or anything. That's going to go, oh, I really need a recap on what's happened. Yeah, that. this is it. I mean, the midnight screenings for your, for your diehard fans. Let's be honest. So. Unless you make. That you die, you know. <laughs> the one, the one thing I'm good about with our screening though was it wasn't as reactive as last year's was. Mm. Yeah, to me, I, I, I mean, I know people do it, and like you say, you enjoy it. If a bunch of people stood up and started clapping in the middle of my movie, I'd be like, "Sit the fuck down, you cunt." No, getting really pissed off. Like when we watched Infinity War last year, we were in one of the big screens where you got to have like seven or eight seats in a row together. It was like screen six or something, or right. screen. So we like we had like one of them is like eight or nine seats or seven seats or something together on one row. We were all sat together, and in the middle was like a diehard group of fans. And like Captain America does the whole bit where he appears in the train station, and they were all fucking yeah. clapping and cheering. It's like, oh, such a badass entrance and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's fucking right. Right, it's fucking right. <laughs> and there's other bits where it's like, 
Um, something had happened, like something epic had happened, they'd like clap and cheer again. Um, or like, if something bad happens, like if Thanos got the upper hand, like they'd be going, oh shit, no! And it was the. Um, it's more in the actual end credits when there's like the whole uh, bit with Nick Fury where he's got the the beeper. Oh yeah, yeah. And he just drops on the ground and you just see Captain Marvel's logo and he all like a collected gasp. And it's like one of them just goes, "Fucking hell!" And they're all just going, "Oh!" It's like it's like someone kicking out at two in like yeah, a, yeah. Like, it's like going. They just, they just take a Canadian destroyer and kicked out. <laughs> I, I was going to say, it'd be akin to like bloody uh, Ric Flair kicking out at Mania after that, I'm sorry, I love you, sweet Jim Music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if he kicked out at that point, like it would that would have been like the reaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which kind of that made Infinity War for me, because I saw it, when I saw it 12 hours later, it just like, there was about 50 people in there, and it wasn't as, they were all just sort of sat quietly, just sort of enjoying it, I was like, which is a bit naff compared to last night. It's like it was still a good film. It's like Yeah, but, I mean, going back to what we know, all know, a wrestling match is always better when the crowd are into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I imagine it's the same sort of thing if you go into a group experience watching a film or something like that. If they're proper into it, it's gonna be like well, you're gonna be more responsive to them positive or negative feelings that you're feeling as well, because you're gonna be able to express it along with them. Mm. In you know, a way. On um, the Sin City Special Edition DVD, there is actually uh, an audience commentary from like the premiere in Texas. And like people are getting shot in the head and the crowd are cheering. Someone gets killed and the crowd are cheering. It's like, you lot are fucking sadistic. <laughs> 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 yeah. See, maybe it's just me. I, I mean... <sighs> I understand there's going to be a bit of residual noise in the cinema from like people eating popcorn or whatever it is, but I, I, I'm I'm kind of all into my silence. And so that would have been you know, me. Leave, that would have been me. Yeah, leave, leave me leave me alone. Let me watch the movie in peace. Then if you like it at the end, when it's done, then fine. Stand up, cheer, look like a dickhead. Yeah. That, then it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> See, I'd have been that knobhead munching popcorn because um, I went to be bought, I was denied because I went down to go and get some. I thought, right, I'll wait till the trailers start. So hopefully by that point, most of the people will have come in, got the seat, this, that, and the other. Now, when I went to get up and get some popcorn, it was rammed, wasn't it, Cogsy? Yeah, it was. I went out to go to, obviously, the concessions and what have you. And the queue was right across the entire building. Mm. Just to go to the, you know, to the concessions, I was like, "Fuck that noise!" They decided go for a go for a pre-movie piss, so I have to get up and shut in the middle of it. I just went back. Right. So yeah. But fuck it. No, I mean, because uh, it, it was midnight. I mean, I, I I got I got myself my ice blast and went in. And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna bother a feed out like that." And I thought I strategically picked the ice blast because I was like, right. Because I have to wait for it to melt, then it'll last longer into the film, so I'm less likely to need a piss because I'll have drank less of it. <laughs> Strategically thinking. I, I've been to see this film twice, and I've not gone for a piss yet. <laughs> so I'm quite, pr- I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> Is he going to go for a third time, though? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I've already booked to go see it tomorrow. Jesus. 
I'm going to take the kids. So, yeah, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, third time. Yeah, so, so if, if, you some meeting, if you find some meeting, James Bunkle, rather than the Red Scar Cafe in Preston, England, UK, the world. The Europe, Europe forever. You, you can meet him <laughs> at X, X Cinema tomorrow at probably about half past three. <laughs> Yeah, uh, y- maybe. <laughs> I might oh, pretend oh, I'm not me. <laughs> he'll sign autographs and even dress up as Rogue Alley Paladin. I, de- I definitely won't be dressing up as Rogue Alley Paladin. I cannot afford to buy full plate armor. Send it with a banjo. I can't afford a fucking banjo. Have you seen how expensive those fucking things are? Well, I've got a spare ukulele in the shed. You can borrow that. <laughs> It's pink. No, it's not. It's not the same. Broga. It's not the same. But yeah. Anyway, back to the film. I've just, I've just realised something. Well, well not realised something. I've just thought of something. That maybe Steve could have a peace offering for Rogar. What new banjo? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a pink ukulele. Okay. Yeah. And Steve, Steve leans in into Rogar, close up, just so he can whisper and goes, I can play. Let's not get into like gunpowder bloody uh open <laughs> nice or anything here, you know. I'll, I'll just I'll just I was just explaining <laughs> to Rogar that we were going to start start a band called the Whispering Men. Save it for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Do it on Twitter. That reminds me I need to reset up my Twitter because my phone got repaired and that's why Steve is quiet. Yeah. Steve's not said anything because he's his phone broke. Oh dear. <laughs> no. Yeah. Back to the film. Um back to the film. Captain Marvel. I don't think you really need to have seen that, to be honest. I have seen it. Um and I suppose it's it's worth knowing who she is, but they kind of explain that, you know, they don't they don't go into her whole backstory and whatnot, but it's basically she's arrived, she's super powerful, as you can see by the fact she saved Tony Stark. Yeah, so, I mean, she's super yeah, powerful, okay. she's got a lot of work on, and she basically is, tries to be everywhere all at once if she can. Yeah. That's she's all like, you need to know. Yeah, that's, that's it. So... Well, just to, just to jump in here, is you're saying you're saying you don't think you need to have seen Captain Marvel. What about if you need to have seen like Ant Man and the Wasp? No, I don't think you need to have seen that. Really? You're you're saying you think you need to have seen Ant Man and Wasp so you understand what the quantum realm is. But yeah. when Scott shows up, he ex- he explains in basically in layman's terms what he's on about yeah and to me he does enough explanation for you to kind of get what what he's saying because he basically says look there's a realm you're really really tiny when the snap happened i got stuck in there for five years but actually it was five hours to me and but because he understands it was only five hours to him that's how he's explaining it, as though you could use it for time travel if you were to manipulate it. Mm. And he's not smart enough to do that because he's not a scientist. He's just a dude. <laughs> so, I mean, I think 
they did quite a good job of that because the thing, the thing with all time travel movies is until this one, they all follow the same rules and the same thing as this movie did point out. But I think they did quite a good job of explaining how they believe time travel work worked in this film. Yeah, I think they did quite a good job of that, especially like they even went into the detail with um, the Sorcerer Supreme when they did go back and she yeah. was talking about, well, if you took that stone, then we have this alternate reality. And it's like, well, if we come back and return it at the exact point that I took it, then that reality, that cross reality doesn't exist. You're back on the same track. Yeah. So I thought that was quite. You know, I thought they did. They did. It, I think they did a very good job of that. And um, I don't. Yeah, really they, need did, to be... they, they did. In some aspects, they did a very good job of filling up potholes that potentially could have been there. Yeah. It was well written. I will give it that. It was well written. Yeah, I think it was. And you know, I think. You know, it, it, it was. I don't want to say were believable's wrong because you. But it's like, it's like, well, to us, it's like wrestling, isn't it? You have to suspend your disbelief for some of these yeah. things. I mean, there are superheroes who are made from gamma radiation and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, you have to suspend your disbelief, um, you know, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think they did a very good job with it. Um, one of the few... There's only there's only two parts in the movie I actually didn't like, um, or I would say I didn't like. I would prefer to have known a bit more about Doctor Hulk, in that they ba- he basically when he explains how he became Doctor Hulk, he just goes, "Well, I was in a lab for eighteen months. I thought, well, why don't we work together? And then we work together." He's like, "Well, hang on a minute, you know, get, last last we saw you were." F- Fully on, he was refusing to do anything, and yeah. you were a dude. How have we got from that, where he refuses to help you at all, to, oh, now we're just working together, and we're one unit, not two? Yeah. It was just a bit like... One from Infinity War, come on, like your big green asshole. No! And all of a sudden, yeah. hold on, what? Yeah, all of a sudden, well, I was locked to myself in the lab, and now we're friends. I suppose it's one of them though, where it's like they could, like, yeah, we, we could have spent twenty minutes explaining how and why, or we could just sort of have it happen when the movie's already yeah. was in five minutes long. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. It, you know, it's just one of those things. I would personally have liked a bit more if they do a director's cut that's another two hours longer. I will happily sit and watch it. There are many people in the world who would not, and I understand that. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's 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 just it's it's being nitpicky, really. It's like when they did Watchmen, though. To be fair, when they they had they had the Tales from the Black Freighter included in as like a Watchmen Ultimate Cut. Yeah. It pushed it to like three hours and twenty minutes. Everyone's going, nope, too long. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a long movie, though. It's just got the, 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 the it's not it's, it's not it's not really whether a film is long or short. It's whether it can grab your attention. If it can grab your attention, it doesn't matter if it's one hour or four hours. Those them four hours will fly. Yeah, that's what I mean. It needs proper pacing. Whereas, like, because I watched yeah. um, Dark Knight Rises, God, it felt so long. 
Mm. And there's points where it's like, several points where it's like, come on, it must be over by now. And it's like, nope, still another 45 minutes to go. And I'm like, oh, God. You got a first one or the third one? I can never remember. Third one. Third one. One with Bane. Yeah. Everyone was, every, every, everyone was absolutely flating that movie. I never thought it was that good. I saw I it on thought Dark... it was all right. And the guy I went to see it with was like, oh, it's, the best, it's better than Dark Knight and all this sort of thing. Bullshit. Like... Oh, no. And then I, I... What did you think of it? I was like, didn't like it. It was too long. Didn't really get it. Like... Yeah, you see, I thought I thought it was all right. It's, it's I mean, it... it doesn't compare to the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is fantastic, um, but you know, again, I thought I thought it was okay. It was fine. Um, you know, it was a it was a bit hard to understand Bane at some points, but yeah, one of them. But uh, yeah, so I think the second act to this movie was good. Um, again. I think, because they did the, because they explained the time travel so well, when they actually did decide to go back in time, I think it may, like, you got a bit of added humour at this point, especially when, with the New York bit. Well, there was New York, when they were in New York and um, they were trying to steal the, the Tesseract from Loki. Yeah. I thought that uh, there was a bit, you know, a few added humour points in there that were calling back to the older films and stuff like that, which I thought was quite good. See, I quite enjoyed the humour at this point as well. I will. I was, one of the things I will admit with the film being fantastic was a lot of the pop culture references and the the humour was quite good. I'll give it that. It, it was, was good. Fun. It was fun. Um, me, me and Dave both roared laughing when we had uh, Tony Tony Stark referred to Rocket Rocket as a builder bear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, just, that that made me giggle. But it was also like the little pop culture references of like, are you? Do you think but Tantra was like Back to the Future? It's like, I'm not saying so that. You're, like, you're, your whole plan basically consists of the the, the plot to Back to the Future. Uh, no, you clearly <laughs> are. You clearly <laughs> are. <laughs> but no, like. So yeah, it was a, this. You know, I, again, I really enjoy. I, I enjoyed all of the separate because it was like not separate movies, but like little separate stories that they were telling with the different teams in the different places. Yeah. Um. You know, and uh, <laughs> like the 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 bit like the 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 bits that you know that I. I liked where um, there was where um, Iron Man and Ant Man were checking out Captain America's ass. It was like <laughs> that, that's America's ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to fight himself later on. He's like knocks himself out. I'm like that is America's ass. <laughs> Brilliant. I was like yeah yeah, but that that again that was like a nod to like the the previous film because my wife watched the first Avengers and literally came out of it like Chris Evans has a really nice ass like well there you go and that's what it was for it was you know what I mean (laughs) but it was um 
I just want to jump back to the, the very opening of the film as well. Oh, okay. Because I, I wasn't expecting it to open the way it did. Now, this is going full-on spoiler alert here, so if you're still listening and you haven't watched it yet, stop now. Three, two, one, tough. Right. So the um, the actual certificate, thing, 12A and all that sort of thing, literally goes from that straight to Hawkeye having a barbecue with his family. Yeah. And he's like doing the, the arrows with his daughter or whatever. He's like, right, go and get the arrow. Turns around. She's gone. And then, like, his missus and the other kids or whatever, it's like, they're gone. It's like, fucking hell, that's a harsh opening, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, I say, they, bring, they, knocking they, you down to bring you up. Yeah, they have to knock you back down, man. I, I, I thought it was really good the way they did it. Because everybody yeah. came out of Infinity War like, well, where the fuck was Hawkeye? Yeah. Well, everyone was pumped, weren't they, for this film? Like, yeah. properly pumped for this film. So how do you get that feeling of dread and like oh shit by starting it out like that? That was a full on like just socking you right in the gut and just going have that you cunts now sit for three hours and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was cool with it. That's what I that's what I wanted them to do. That's what I think it needed to do. <laughs> it, it was very well done. It was like fucking hell. It was like that's one way to open a film. So, yeah. Christ, I thought there was gonna be a coffee table involved. <laughs> well, so they've got they've got to get you back to where you were at the end of Infinity War. Because mm. the idea is it follows straight on. The other thing it was short on was the if, if they didn't do the um, this is proper going old school like sort of thing. You've both seen Red Dwarf, haven't you? Not really, but... I've Not really. You haven't? It was no. the first ever... The f- I, still, I still love Red Dwarf. But there was a scene where um, Lister causes a radioactive leak accident. Or was it Rimmer? Rimmer causes a radioactive leak. Lister's in status, so he isn't affected. Comes out of status. What starts walking around the, around the, around the ship? And everyone's just piles of dust. <laughs> So I was just thinking, I was thought to myself actually at the time, and even now I was like, why, if they disappeared, and Bunkle, I'd say you bringing it up to remind me. Oh, sorry, right. Coxie bringing it up. It was like, why would, why, there should have been piles of dust there. I mean, it just reminds me of the scene from Red Dwarf, the, the pilot episode, mm. where Lister's going around eating the pieces of dust, not realising. Oh, <laughs> No, I mean, I'm guessing the, the the reason why they weren't pals, I'm guessing, was they were saying that it was, you know, they got caught in the wind type of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was, like you said, it was a harsh opening, but I think it needed to be. It needed to bring you straight back to that point where you were, um, you know, and then, I mean, even Tony's, right, it, at least this very, very beginning part of it, his, you know, how he feels coming back and, you know, the, whether it was, I don't know how they did it, if it was CGI or if he actually starved himself, which I, I'm guessing he wouldn't, um, to make him look as malnourished as they did, I think they did a really, really good job at that. Yeah. Um, you know, he genuinely looked frail. Yeah, he did. And um, I think, 
you know, he, and he's also like his, like his mental state as well. You know, he was, he, he was angry, but he was like, he wasn't, he was almost trying to find any way to blame anyone but himself. Yeah. Because he was like, well, look, I told you that this would happen. And I wanted to stop this from happening, but you guys wouldn't let me do it. And it was your fault. And, but it, you know, and that, but it clearly what it wasn't, it was, you know, there was nothing that they could have done anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I just, I like, I just like the way that they did it. I like the, you know, I like the opening. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm with Bunk on that. I think that, yeah, that opening was perfect. Like, like I say, people coming in pumped. And was, that's how you bring them down. It was literally one of those moments though, where it's like, again, you get those people that are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, We've got like five minutes for the film, so it's like no, it's literally a cold open. There is no, there's no, there's no, there's no like uh, credits or anything for about ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like everything happened, and it's come. Then there's end game, and it just carried on. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Had to yeah, there was no fucking about, was there? So. But it, you know, what I mean? but again, like, like. I can imagine, like, there'll be people who've gone to this cinema to watch this film and whatnot, and then they've done, like, you know, like, the big Marvel Studios thing where it's, you know, that they do before every film, and they're like, whoa, yeah, super happy too, yeah, yeah, I can't believe I'm here, and then it's like, no, fuck you, feel sad. And they're all, like, they go from, like, being super high to being like, oh, fuck yeah, shit, we're in a, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, that happened in the last movie. Welcome back to the pit of despair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm sad now. <laughs> you paid you um, paid your money to be sad. Just yeah. before, just before we jump back to like the the time travel bit, there's um of course one of the, the the most important bits we left out is uh when they track down Thanos to that planet he's on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Which it weirded me out a bit seeing Thanos cooking. To be fair, what I mean, I, I didn't notice it on first viewing, and I noticed that on the second viewing. But it's how, like, like obviously when he's destroyed the the, as we find out, he's destroyed the the, the stones stone. themselves. Yeah. When it's what it's done to that side of his body, especially his arm, because it's like the gauntlet itself still fused to his hand, mm. but it looked atrophied almost as well. So yeah. it's like he only really had one hand to do everything. Mm. Yeah, without well, uh, later on, doesn't it as well? Like he has one massive arm, one tiny arm. It's like when Quagmire finds that internet, there's like the porn, there's porn on the internet. <laughs> like, hey guys, I'm just gonna go and get the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the first thing that came to mind when I saw Hulk after he had the Infinity Gauntlet. On. It's like you just found internet porn. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, it's just that thing of like Thanos where he's like walking along, he's like just on the planet by himself, and he's like picks up some like random looking like melon looking thing, and they just are like cooking for himself in his little hut, and then the Avengers turn up and start kicking fuck out of him. Yeah, it was like he was a little bit helpless, wasn't it? So. Yeah, I, I would almost describe it as that he did help. 
helpless as yeah he looked like well not broken but he looked like well I, what have I got I've done what I was supposed to do well, you know why would I fight now mm. and then you know it was it almost not instilled panic but like when he told them what he'd done and how he destroyed the stones and um you know, Nebula's there with them and, you know, she's like, oh, no, the one thing he isn't, he's, a, he's not a liar type of thing. And you're like, right, well, at this point, we're either going to spend 20 minutes like, interrogating him, trying to find out, you know, where he's hid them, whatever it may be. And, like, and then suddenly, to me, it felt kind of like out of nowhere. It's just like, boom, Ford's got his head off. It's like, huh. That's the way we're going with this then. <laughs> we actually quipped at the time. So, right, that's it. Film's over. Three hours worth of credits. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and obviously, I knew it wouldn't be the end of the film, but it was kind of a bit like, all oh, right, so, wait. Because I was kind of like, I know Thanos is the big bad guy, but you've just cut his head off in the first, like, 15 minutes of the film. I, I was kind of like, uh, did. what? 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 I did predict that would happen. Well, I can't say I predicted that it would happen, but I was just kind of like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. And I'm kind of, I was almost thinking to myself, well, what did he do now? And that's probably My thing was, well, I was going into it predicting, like, thinking to myself, like, they could kill Thanos off early because they, they did, like, Spoiler alert, again, if you've not played Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy on PlayStation 4, or Xbox maybe, as well. No. Um, it's the the Guardians take on uh, Thanos and actually kill him. In episode... There's five episodes, I think they kill him off in episode one, maybe two. And you've got the rest of the game going through, but it's like Dry, like tensions are high between the bloody, the guardians and that. So, yeah, yeah. but it's it was one of those. It's like, well, they can kill it. They could, they could kill him off early just to surprise everyone. But then it was that thing of like, what do they do? It's like maybe time travel because I know they'd said in the, like, all the trailers and stuff like, oh, we're not showing anything past the first fifteen minutes of the film in the trailers. So, yeah, I think they did it. I think that was a good idea, to be fair. Yeah, it keeps all the cards close to their chest, doesn't it? Yeah, keeps you um, guessing, makes you want to go see it. Well, yeah. To be fair, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go. Is it was like, well, I've seen the second one, I want to see how it ends. Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the other reasons why I went, but. Yeah, I wasn't even. I wasn't away. It was literally the first. That was just the first fifteen minutes in the trailer. Didn't know that. They didn't. They didn't want to spoil anything like further on the film. They actually wanted to keep it as top secret as possible. Mm. Allegedly, is why uh, Robert Downey Jr. got the got the full script. He was apparently the only person. Yeah. So. Um. To be fair, that, that that's understandable because, oh well, Mark Ruffalo for sure is. Just tells you everything. Yeah, but um, you know, I thought 
if we're jumping back into like the, you know, the basically we've kind of covered that Ant-Man comes back from the quantum realm where he got stuck, yeah. and then we put the time travel idea. Um, like the things that I like about, you know, they did the five-year jump, like it's like five years later. So we've had five years now without these people, and it's five years since they went cut Thanos' head off, and now here we are. It was a bit like the the, the guys that we see all see, kind of seem a bit lost, like they can't find peace, which mm. again I quite enjoy because that's kind of how I felt. At, like I felt like almost like I could sympathise with that. Yeah, you know, you you couldn't live you couldn't live with your mistake for a better world. Which I mean, even Steve Rogers even says, well, you know, there's less people so less pollution and you know wildlife is starting to you know thrive again and stuff like that and it's like well no fuck it people (laughs) you know um but except for tony stark who had made peace with it kind of thing and he was you know he'd moved on child wife he was happy and it and it it kind of it gave you two it gave you almost like two 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 ways to feel like Tony Stark saw it as well there's nothing we can do all we can do is live our lives to the best that we can and we move on whereas Steve Rogers Black Widow couldn't move on yeah they, they were still thinking about it every single day thinking about the people that they'd lost and whatnot Tony Stark got lucky in that you know, his wife survived and he wasn't really, he is, he, the nature of his character is that he's selfish and it's all about me. Mm. You know, that's the way that we've been brought to think about him uh, throughout the films. So, you know, I thought that was, I thought it was quite good um, the way that they did it. And then, you know, them going to Tony to ask for his help because they knew he'd be the only person who could figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, almost brought him back in kind of thing. That and obviously seeing the picture. You know, and then, and then they stuck in some more humour, you know, when, uh, when Banner tries to send Ant-Man back through time. Oh, and it, no. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, even the suit that they had him wear looked stupid, but it just kind of made sense. Like they were half assing it because they didn't really have a clue. It's just like, well, we're guessing. Yeah. It was um, what's his name? Uh, Al kept saying like. Kept saying, so I kept leaning over now and I'm like, oh, I really hope that like, the Mexican guy appears. Like, he's fucking funny as that. Like, he's not part of the Avengers, really, but it would be, be funny. But then you're like, well, what what could he contribute to the story? I think, yeah. Like, just, yeah, just like seeing like old man, that's like, was a teenager, then like old man, and that baby. Bring him back. One of us peed ourselves. Yeah. Having the baby. Um, the old man. <laughs> it might just have been me. <laughs> hmm. 
but yeah, I thought it, again. To, I just thought it was really good. To, they, they kept humour in the series, even though obviously the situation's quite dire. Yeah, but even with yeah. like with uh, Hulk in the cafe, he's like, "Come on, get a selfie with me." He's like, "What about me? I'm Ant Man." Like, no, no. Just go on, just get a picture of him. No, no, we're okay. We just want one with you. Yeah. Like, is that and why is it with uh, Tony's daughter? And he's goes like, "Shit," and she just goes, "Shit." Like, no, yeah. say that word. <laughs> That's my word. I've got shit to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that. I like. I did like the the moments between Tony and his daughter. I actually think that uh, that they had good chemistry. Yeah. You know, on screen chemistry, they look like they fit together as well. You know, sometimes they can do it where they look nothing alike. You're like, how, how are you even related? <laughs> but. Yeah, I think they did. Uh, I think they did a really good job with them too. Mm. Gwyneth Paltrow is Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, she does my head in, but you know, I mean, you called your daughter Apple for fuck's sake. Fucking Apple. It's a fruit. <sighs> Fucking Apple. Oh dear. But yeah, so again, I like. I just I like the way they did it. You know, um, and then Tony showing up and they're like, yeah, I'm cool. I can save the day. <laughs> yeah, you can. You're Tony Stark. You're pretty sweet. Um, I think the next big thing really was um, they went to go get four from New Asgard. Where he's at the drunken recluse. Yeah. And he's fat now. Which was quite funny, but not as funny as some people seem to think. Mm. Oh, the way the way he's acting was funny, but it's like the more the fact it's like there's what is it, Korg and the other guy. It's like Korg there, and Meat. Yeah, they just sat there for like a fortnight or whatever. And it's like some guy, like some kids abusing us again. Like hold on, new bastard, new bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Was it realistically enough though? No expletives. Mm. I'm all right with the no expletives bit. Uh, you oh, know. I know. There, but, there probably yeah. would have been, but Thor doesn't really swear. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking if there was some little shit shouting at me down the microphone, there'd be a constant torrent of abuse thrown right back. <laughs> Which I actually once I remember doing. I remember doing once. I got an ex. I got my account banned on Xbox Live for about two weeks. You got to remember nice. that it's a 12A as well, though, so it's they can't really. They can always say so much like the the shits are probably like all they were able to really say. Yeah, yeah. They're probably on a counter as well. They probably saved them all for that one scene. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um. Yeah, it's sort of stuck in the humour. It's like when they they jump, but they do that this whole time travel bit, and they go to uh, back to New York, and it's like say like Hulk is like, yeah, you need to look out, like just. Go and smash some stuff up. He's like, yeah, okay, I can do it. He's sort of really half-hearted. Rah! Oh, yeah, he was just, like, tickling the car. <laughs> half-hearted throwing the bike across the street. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, yeah, it, oh. I, I thought that was funny. But, um, I really liked the, the, um, Tony and, uh, Steve going to the, uh, the base. Oh yes, yeah, the in the seventies. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. How like 
I saw him watching it going, it's like, surely his dad's got to come into it. And he's like, talking to him, like, what's your name? He's like, uh, How- Howard. Oh, that'd be easy to remember. It's like, yeah, what, what's your surname? <laughs> uh, Pot, Pot, Howard Potts. <laughs> oh, there we go, Howard Stark, nice to meet you. But it's like the fact that when he goes through his car and he's like talking, he's like, Tony goes to give him that really awkward hug and he's like, the fuck's this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was like out of nowhere sort of thing. He gets in, goes to get in the car though. It's Paul Bettany as Jarvis. Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Cause not, I don't think many people in our screen picked up on it. Yeah, it was who? It was uh, Jarvis. Which is, if, from the first film, Tony has like his AI thing in his house called Jarvis. Oh yeah, which it becomes is Vision. Yeah, it becomes Vision in like in Infinity War. Well, oh, okay. In Infinity War, he's Vision. Um, but like, um, they use they use his voice for uh for Jarvis in the actual in the first film around the house and stuff. Right. He later on becomes Vision. Right. Okay, that makes okay. That, that clears it up. So, the, but they actually had him as Tony Stark, well, Howard Stark's driver in Endgame. Right. So it was a nice little touch. I felt. Yeah, it was. Uh, See, I would have picked that up, but yeah. Of course, you had the the Stan Lee cameo, his final cameo. Make or not make love, not war, wasn't it, or something like that? So. Driving the rest of the car. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Uh, to be fair, actually, if we if we got if we're in the time travel bit, we did miss a bit where um. When they fuck up getting the Space Stone, uh, the the Tesseract, before they go back to the seventies to get it, um, it's it's um, basically what they what they do is they 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 track it down, like Tony Stark picks it up to take it downstairs, and then Alexander Pierce, the guy leading Shield, tries to take it, but they have Ant Man basically caused him to have a, a small heart attack. So he jumps into Tony's reactor and fucks it up, basically. Um, but in doing that, they send the Hulk down the stairs because he can't fit in the lift with everybody else. And um, so they get the briefcase. So it's in like a briefcase. That's right. They get the briefcase. So Robert Downey Jr. is walking away with it. Gets knocked out by the Hulk. And then Loki takes it, the Tesseract, and disappears. Mm-hmm. Like, opens a portal and disappears, which I'm guessing they did to set up the TV show that's going to be on Disney Life. I'm guessing so, because then it's a lot of people were saying to me afterwards, they're like, so what happens to Loki afterwards? Like, did, is he still alive because he port? There's, he, a, couple of, there's port- a couple of things. Or... Go on. I mean... You've got you've got the TV show like you two have just mentioned as well. But you also yeah. got to remember now this is jumping forward something fucking stupid. But then you've got Loki on board the ship with the uh, you know with like Star Lord and what have you. Who's to say that Loki doesn't interact with the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of like thing? Oh, you mean because Thor's on the ship at the end? Yeah, it's sort well, of like. Thor would like to say, right, there's Loki, I need to stop him. And he ropes uh, them to help him. Well, he, the thing is, Thor has no idea that Loki's 
like in this timeline because we don't. So it's it's kind of hard because what the because when like trying to uh, trying to address the, the the situation when Cap goes back to restore the stones at the end, um, to where they took them from, he actually won't travel back to that point in time except to put the mind stone back, so he won't see Loki disappear. Because when he goes to return the tesseract, he'll go back to the seventies. Um, so I to me I he's in that because that's gone over my head <laughs> oh it's it just seems very it seems very confusing it's it, it's basically it, he's used it to go somewhere else he's still he is in the timeline but what we don't know is um, how it's going to play out. So basically, the bit where he goes, I'm assuming everything else either still happens or happens slightly differently. But I don't know because he does disappear at that point in the timeline. So what they could do is if they really wanted to, they could go back and there would be an alternate timeline because technically the Space Stone has moved out of the timeline at that point. But mm. it it has, but it hasn't. It's in there, but there's obviously the the, the problem is that you're not going to have, well, I would say like the second four movie and stuff because that's when Loki's a key role, but he's never been captured. Mm. Uh, the only way I can think of them doing it is quite, because that, that point was like 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. And so they've got between then and Infinity War, so they've got like six years of between Avengers happening. So that that point in time happening and leading up to Infinity War when he gets killed off. Yeah. So but there's a lot they can tell them those six years depending on how long they want to seriously go on for and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. if that way, I'm not sure. So. Yeah, they've basically they've done it so that they can set up the they've done it so they can set up this TV show. The and to me the like you say the idea is that it's going to be because if they do it a bit if they do if they kind of follow the Agents of Shield model, everything that happens in the movies happens in Agents of Shield. Mm. So like the end of Captain America two where Shield gets taken out happens in Agents of Shield. So they it would make sense to do the Loki sh- sh- TV series like that because you know what the big events are going to be. You can focus on what he's doing in the me- in between these events. Yeah. And you could almost slot it into the, the films, mm. so to speak, timeline. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's the only... If you wanted to say something that they haven't tied up, he would be the one loose end that they haven't tied up, so yeah. to speak. Like, come the end of the film. Um, but the other, the other missions that they've got. So, yeah, while this is going on, Hulk's talking to um, the Sorcerer Supreme, who has the Time Stone, and it's not Doctor Strange, because he's not there yet. And... Um, 
she kind of gives it him willingly after he talks her round, basically saying that, well, Stephen Strange gave it up, like, in five years' time, or however many years it is. And she's like, oh, right, well, he's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be the, the, the best of us. Yeah. So, I'll, you know, he must have done it for a reason. He must know what's going on. And he does. We already know he does. Because mm. he says he knows the one way that he went. Um, so, yeah, that kind of sums up New York. So there was three stones in New York. There was one on Morag, which is Peter, which when at the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy, Peter Quill steals it, which yeah. again, they brought the humour back in again with him walking around and dancing basically and singing on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, War Machine and Nebula who have been sent to this time. And... Uh, is yeah, when Brody just turns to me and goes, so, Yeah. So he's an idiot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one punch knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> but again you you brought in that bit of humour, which yeah. I quite enjoyed. But this is where Thanos comes into it. Mm. Because we've kind of seen that he's on the search for the Infinity Stones, but he doesn't know where, like, but this is the first one he knows where it is. And it's like the two nebulas are interlinked, because uh, I guess he, because she's network. on a network. Yeah. That's what they're saying. That's what they're building. I'll say, yeah, they're on the same network, so I can access her memories and stuff. Yeah. So... Which I, I can buy into because the you know the it, you know it it, wor- it works in my head you know uh, and um, yeah so she kind of can't control what's going on because they're like I don't want to say the flicking between the two of them but it's like she sees what the other nebula has seen. Yeah. So they kind of access the memories, and they can see that they can see what each of them have been up to, mm-hmm. which is how Thanos yeah, yeah. finds out what the Avengers' plan is. Mm, could, yeah, because there was it was because there was two of her in the same timeline. They were sort of linked. Yeah. Yeah, they could see each other, what each other were doing, sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, I thought, but again, I think that was it was quite a good. It was a a unique way of Thanos finding out. It wasn't that he just caught them stealing one of the stones or something like that. It was a well, you know, he has a, he ha, he almost has like a man on the inside, but they won't know that. Yeah. And, and she and she didn't know it herself. You know, the good nebula, if you want to call it good. Um. So. I thought I, I thought it was quite interesting the way they went about it. Um, so obviously that leads to the evil Nebula taking the good Nebula's place uh, mm. when they return. Um, but there was one other, one other, oh two, two. others. So you had Thor and Rocket. They travelled to Asgard in 2013 to get the real, reality stone from Jane. Yep. Uh, for, it was fucking useless. 
<laughs> where Thor also gets Mjolnir. Yeah, that was the one good bit about that. <laughs> and then uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow travelled to Vorme in 2014 to get the uh, Soul Stone. Yeah. Um, I thought the the Racket Raccoon in Thor bit was supposed to be more humorous than it was, I felt. Um, it was it was okay, but I don't know. I'm 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 not really interested in him having a chat with his mum. No offense. Yeah. You know, I, it it was supposed to be to try and build his confidence, wasn't it? You know, to make him a bit more of a you know a bit less of a whiny bitch. <laughs> it's like I was saying to the boys afterwards um, outside. I said like, I said, there's the problem is this time travel stuff. There's bits that for me just felt like they went on. Slightly too long, yeah. Um, and like it could have been done in a third or half, half time, whatever like what they were doing, yeah. Like, it just been like drawn out, like it's, it's like just come on, hurry up, get to the next stone, that sort of thing. I'm getting bored here, like a bit, but then it's like they go for like the soul stone bits or something, just rush, excuse me, just rush through almost. I thought the Soul Stone they did really well because it made a lot of sense that neither one of them would want uh, let the other one do it. Oh, it was done well. Um, the, one of the quicker stone segments. Yeah. Like, uh, in less time compared to like the Reality Stone. Yeah, but, but again, I was fine with it because we knew what they had to do. Mm. Um, it's just... And it played well in the fact that they didn't know. Um... You know, all they all they knew was that Thanos went there with Gamora and then returned without her. They didn't yeah. know anymore. Mm. Um, so I think that I think they did a a good job of when they got there and found out it was like, oh shit, one of us has got to basically sacrifice the other one, or you know, wherever it may be. And I enjoyed the little the little the, I wouldn't call it a fight because it wasn't really long enough to call it a fight, but you know, the little scrap that they had. Yeah. You know. Um, before, of course, Black Widow kills herself. Um, unfortunately, but I think she was the right one of the two to, you know, I think um, what, the way that she put it across, I think she was the the right one. Um, you know, we've just and looking at it as a fan, you know, as she put it, she has nothing else. You know, her her she in those five years, she's. She's not dealt with any grief of losing anyone in particular or anything like that. It's purely been, you know, finding a way to correct things, finding a way to, you know, help, you know, in the best way that she can. Whereas, you know, Hawkeye's lost his family and he's, you know, he's, well, he's been out killing bitches. So I think, you know, I think her her reasoning was, well, you know, I've got, even if everybody comes back, what do I have mm. compared to you who obviously, you know, you've got kids, wife and all that, and then they'd have to grow up without you. Yeah. So I, thought it, I thought it made a lot of sense the way that they did it. Um, but the, uh, yeah, like I said, the reality stone, it just, considering we never actually saw Rocket extract it from Jane Foster, it did seem to take a long time, you know. 
I say I could have done with, I could have done without him really sat on the chat with me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit not needed. Yeah, you know, um, but him getting Molnir back was was quite good. I was quite pleased with that. Um, I felt you know happy. Not happy. Happy is the wrong word, but it was like <laughs> it was kind of like, all oh, right, cool. So he can, you know, he's not so much that he can still use it, but it's just the fact that, you know, he got it back. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's quite, it's, you know, it's a good nod to the third four movie where he missed it so much. Yeah. Well, it's that thing, though, when he, he, he gets it, he's like, yes, I'm still worthy, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, it sort of like brings his chin up a bit because he was obviously the character at that point was like his proper down the dumps. He had no confidence in himself. As soon as he gets that, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was good. Um, and then of course they all return, and um, they made the new Infinity Gauntlet. They made the new Infinity Gauntlet, which. <laughs> I get that Tony likes painting everything red and gold, but why would you bother taking the time to paint the fucking thing? That is a question, especially sort of when they're probably like whacking the actual materials. Like, yeah, I want fire engine red and gold. Like, and <laughs> just maybe they did it flat as that sort of throwback to like, well, yeah, Tony Stark made this, so fuck it, red and gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if that's the case, just put a little marking on it. No need to paint the whole fucking thing. Um, I mean, however, it's, you know, again, it's it's one of those small little nitpicky things. It's like, well, would you take the time to do that? And, you know, or would you just get the f- damn thing ready and get the stones in it? Mm-hmm. You know, um... I'm guessing the parsley did that to make it look more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, I'll be back in the second yeah, day. Had... Yeah, all no. right. Yeah, they had to they had to do it like it was, you know, um important. But yeah, so as I was saying, they've come back with the Infinity Stones, they're putting them in the gauntlet. Um obviously while they're all doing that, Nebula's off basically to bring Thanos back through the time portal machine that they've built. Um well, not just Thanos, but his entire ship. Which was a little bit like, whoa, uh, they only had one thing of pin particles here. How the fuck did they manage to use it in a ship? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they've got... I know I know they... Well, maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm mistaken, but it just seemed like it was something a bit too big for that, you know, to the way that they did it. Yeah. Um... And like you know, we've seen them shrink a truck before and stuff, but and well, I suppose he shrunk a building, but it just was a bit like, uh, yeah. you know, to shrink it that small and bring it through the the quantum realm mm. of how small it'd have to be. But I'll suspend my disbelief because that's what you got to do for these things. Um, but yeah. So, Paul wants to put the gauntlet on and do the snap to bring everybody back, but um, because he's, well, fat now, <laughs> he basically said that the only person who can really do it is the Hulk, because the radiation it seems to be giving off is gamma radiation, which 
because it's what gave us the Hulk. Yeah. Um. So he does it, does a snap, it, like fucks his arm up, like something pretty bad. Considering he's the Hulk and he like super heals and stuff. Yeah. But I think it was it was good it was good to you know show how powerful you have to be to just wield the gauntlet itself type of thing. Yeah. Like it's like it's like when you sort of throw back to when like Thanos says he when he tried to destroy the stones and it like nearly killed him. Yeah. Um it's like well Thanos is quite a powerful being in himself, so it's like it's gonna affect Hulk some way. If it doesn't kill him, it's gonna do something. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. So I think that was quite good. I think then they get like firebombed by uh, Thanos' shit. Once they realise that everybody's back because Hawkeye, who for some reason still has a phone and still has the same number despite spending five years on a massive killing spree across continents, uh, you know, still has the same phone number and it still rings. And then you see Ant-Man looking out the window and then they get firebombed by Thanos' ship, which destroys the whole fucking compound. Um, and Ant-Man kind of survives because he shrinks right at the time when it hits. I don't know if that was like a fail-safe in his suit or something, but it seemed almost too perfect for him to have pushed it and shrunk as it hit. Yeah. Um... Mm. Captain, it's up. I have returned, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we we got a lot of um, door noise, and then going, "What's up? What do you want?" And then more door noise, and then me and Bungle just sat awkwardly silent for a minute. Ah. <laughs> oh, I can actually mute you, so I can. So it's like I can actually mute people myself. So it's like, yay! This, I know this for next time. Man. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, um, yeah, we're up to uh, Thanos has just like bombed the Avengers headquarters, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it was. Like, it was like, yeah, they're they're on the up and up. The next thing you know, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> which sets up a good um, final act. Well, it's not. Yeah. Pretty- is it around this point when the uh, Thanos says he wants to like this? He wants to uh, build a new world or something, and someone says, whole, to... you, "No, no, no! He, do, uh, he doesn't want to build a whole world, new world. He wants to build a new universe." A new universe. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're like skipping way ahead. <laughs> that's that's at the point where the where um, the Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor walk out to challenge him. That's when he says that. Oh, right, we'll save that then. But um, so what we focus on at this bit is what, when it's all been destroyed. Is basically where is everybody? Mm. Um, Tony's all right. Uh, Cap's all right, but Tony return and Tony brings him his shield basically. Um, four is it's not. We don't know where four is right away. Um, and at the bottom, underneath, like the entire building. Um, Rhodey's trapped, Rocket's trapped, and Hulk's down there, basically holding the building up with one arm, kind mm. of thing. 
Um, and Hawkeye's got the gauntlet. And he's being chased by the... I don't think they even explain what they were, but by the uh, the creatures from Infinity War. Yeah, like random dog things. Yeah. So he's running away from them while Rhodey gets Rocket out, but they basically they can't get out from underneath the building. Ant-Man's shrunk and he's trying to find them. Um, And then... Hawkeye gets away from all the, the little dog beastie things to find Nebula, but it's he doesn't know it's the evil Nebula, not the good one, so he hands her the gauntlet. Um, but then the good one and Gamora show up and kill her. Well, Nebula kills her. Pass, pass Gamora. Yeah, pass Gamora. There you go. Um, so yeah, that happens, and then, um, yeah, so then Hawkeye still has a gauntlet, and that's when you get the, um, Iron Man and Cap find four who's literally stood looking at Thanos, and it's like, well, what's he been doing? Nothing. Oh, right, okay, well, let's go greet him then. And that's when they all, like, Thor yeah. gets both the hammer and Stormbreaker. I remember it's that thing where he's like, Thanos says, go and get the gauntlet, what are you going to do? Wait. And just sort yeah. of sit there, it's like, <laughs> that thing, like, what do you think I'm going to fucking do? He's like, I'll wait here. <laughs> yeah. It did sort of come to, come to mind, it's like, I wonder what he's thinking about in that exact moment of, like, like, what's he doing in that couple, like, couple, like 10, 15 minutes? Like, you just sat there, like, what do you do, like, like, Gorma, like, right now? He's just that, like, you know, biding his time almost. Because he knows that, he knows how powerful he is. And, you know, he's not got, how can I put it? He, he's not got really got anything to worry about, so to yeah. speak. Mm. Um, but then when the, the three of them go down to challenge him, um, yeah, I thought that was uh, this fight is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I say I'm, I'm I'm coming into this as a non-Marvel sort of fan, so like I said I came in to watch an action movie. And yeah. The action, the action was pretty cool. It was good. It was good. There was really good set piece, like good bits in it, like the fighting. Yeah. I thought the so the action was quite fun to watch yeah it's this bit where um, well this is what you were saying where um, Thanos basically explains how you, you know how basically you couldn't live with your mistake you, you know that you I, I won so yeah. it and you know you, you've fought all this to get it back and where has it led you well it's led you back to me and it's like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, allow anyone in this universe to live. I'm gonna destroy it, and then I'm gonna build a new one out of the ashes from it. It's like, well, the universe, it's a universe built on blood. Yeah, but they'll never know yeah. because they'll just be grateful that I did it and that I gave them life. Mm. Which was like, yeah, okay, I'm buy, I'm buying that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the what they then, don't know can't hurt them, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. 
And then, yeah, then the, yeah, the kickoff fighting. Um, Thanos is dealing with him quite handily, I thought. Um, manages to knock Iron Man out. Yeah. Um, basically kicks. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's a kick or a punch, but it throws something at Captain America who blocks with his shield, but he bounces off. Mm. and flies somewhere over in the distance. And um, Thor kind of gets handily whooped because uh, he gets... Once he's lost the hammer and he's lost Stormbreaker, um, he tries to get Stormbreaker back, you know, like he does when he, he calls it. Yeah, yeah. And Thanos catches it and is about to basically stab him with it. And then what I think is the... Possibly the second best part of this film. Uh, Molnir like basically knocks. I have a knock. I don't know. If, I can't remember if he knocks him back, like just hits him in like the back of the head or something, or like knocks Stormbreaker out of his hand. Side, I think, or something. Not, it, yeah. It kind of catches him off guard, and then you see whose hand it lands in. Yeah. And this is the part where literally in our screen, all you heard was a collective. <gasps> and just yeah. This, this is the bit where I dozed, by the way. <laughs> I miss it. I miss that whole set piece with like Thor and the hammer and things like that. So I must have dozed for like a good like thirty seconds or something like that because the collective gasp actually woke me up. It's just, just poor form. Just, <laughs> just sheer tiredness. For brutally honest with you. Um, yeah, it was literally the collective gasp that arrives. Like, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" And then you look, you see it on screen of like Captain America is holding Mjolnir. And you just hear, you can tell people just like sort of mouthing this. Like, it was just like, but the thing is, it's like I was just kind of like, "Fucking yes!" <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it was it was like a everywhere moment, and four was like, "I knew it." <laughs> but oh. I said I was having a discussion with. Um, someone about it um, because they were like well how could he lift it how can suddenly like he lift it we saw in Age of Ultron he couldn't and I said well A a lot's happened since Age of Ultron so he might not have been worthy at that time and has proved himself since PDs PDs (laughs) or what I think was that he was faking it out. He was faking everybody out, and that he probably could have lifted it if he wanted to, but he just didn't want to. He didn't want to give it give it away. Almost saved it in case he needed it for when he needed it, so it wasn't like under his up his sleeve, sort of yeah, like. So exactly. I'd partially thought about that thing because it's like it's because the hammer deems worthy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's, if you are worthy, you will get you will be able to lift the hammer, and you will have the power of four. Yeah, so I mean, it's like. Uh, so the hammer has deemed him worthy then? Yeah, like, yeah. So the events that have happened leading up to it is the hammer's finally deemed him worthy. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah, so it was. Uh, but, I mean, even then, the the I would say that the way that he uses it as well, it's like almost like he knew, you know, what he was doing. And I thought that was, it was really, 
it wasn't the most epic part of this film, but it what it was definitely up there because it it basically takes Thanos on one on one with it, and it's really fucking cool. <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, he rogue guarded, didn't he? With it, so. <laughs> yeah. And, he um, rogue that. He rogue guarded the bitch. Well, yeah, it's the bit where um where he gets it knocked away, and um. Thanos is uh, so he's just got his shield, and Thanos is using him like a big double-edged sword thing, which we hadn't seen before, not until this film. Mm. Uh, it was a pretty fucking sick piece of kit, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, but he um, is at this point where he breaks the shield. Yeah, he just keeps smashing the fuck out of it, doesn't he? Chilling with the the. the uh... The sword, sword, the shield's breaking. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is this bit. So yeah, he, I mean, so he just keeps whacking him with the, say, with the sword, like, and it breaks the shield, yeah. or like pretty much in half, and he knocks him down and knocks him back, and he can't. It's he like, it's like he knows that he has to kind of like get up, he has to pull himself together type of thing, he has to keep fighting, he can't give up, so like, he basically drags himself off the floor, retightens the uh, the belt on his shield to attach it to his arm, you know, a bit more, and it's at this point where, um, which is, I think is the most epic part of the film, is this scene where he's like, well, you know, look at the you know, I'm going to destroy this world and I'm going to, like, do it in, like, the, you know, most cruel way possible kind of thing. And all Thanos' armies, like, start appearing behind him. Yeah. And, like, and as well as the children of Thanos and everything. And it's literally Cap stood facing this, like, this army, this onslaught of, you know, evil type of thing. And it's that, that's my... In terms of moments... That's like made the hair stand on the back of my neck type of thing. It was just like fucking like I, I'll be open. I was I fucking shed a tear because I was like that's fucking perfect. You know what I mean? It was because that is like that's what Captain America is. You know, and I think I can't remember if it's it's not at the end of this film, but he said it in one of them that it's not or it might be the comics, that Captain America isn't the person, it's a symbol Yeah. type of thing. It's the symbol of, you know, basically don't give up, you know, and fight for your freedom type of thing. Mm. And it's this one man standing against immeasurable odds. And all we hear is a cap on your left. And then they all start coming through the portals because obviously they've brought everybody back and that was like fucking brilliant. Perfect timing. Yeah. Well, it's not even so much just that it was perfect timing. I just think that, the, you know, if they could have had them come back in like drips and drabs, you know, because mm. some of them were still on Earth, some of them were in, you know, on Titan, whatever, whenever they came back. And I just think that the way that, you know, it was coordinated by... Stephen Strange and you know the the well he's the Sorcerer Supreme but I can't remember what the group of them's called um 
I can't remember. You know, that they all came through the portals all at the same time type of thing. And I just thought that was a really it was like a it was just it was just the perfect way to do it, the perfect way to bring everybody in. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was thingy for me, it was the um Black Panther coming through. Yeah. Appearing with the for me is like I just looked at my arms like it's like the the rock doing the promo and he's hey, like showing the goosebumps on the camera is like Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so this is where where me being not being a Marvel fan is probably is taking it out the experience is probably taken out of it for a little bit for me because I don't get I didn't get any of these like oh what oh holy shit moments like oh look here's another character. Here's another yeah, character. Yeah. This one died in the last film, but because of the, the, the actions they've done, they're alive again now. Oh, look, let watch them re, it reproduce. Well, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you've not... Go on. So, so if they'd invested the time and, like, watched all these films and obviously got myself invested yeah. in the characters and learned about their stories and cared, then... These scenes would be mean a lot more to me, but as it is, just it's just introducing. It's like it's like uh, player two has entered the game. Yeah, so like you, what you're saying is like you, they they didn't really like. Yeah, it's more it's more it's not the fault of the film. It's it, it's yeah because you because you're not you're not as invested as somebody who's watched every movie yeah. that they've like done you, in the past 10 yeah, years. Like, yeah, like yourself, like Coxie, like most of the people that were in the cinema. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's it's a little bit wasted on me, if that makes sense. But it's yeah. like you're saying to you on the group chat, it's like, I think if you, if you went back now and you, you watched them all in like probably chronological order or whatever, you'd, uh, you'd probably, if you, and then if you went back now and like watched uh Endgame now or you can watch it on DVD or whatever after you've watched them all it'll probably make a bit more sense to you and you'll you'll possibly get those same similar sort of feelings and reactions yeah um, I'd, like to, I'd like to think so but obviously because I've seen the film already I don't know if that would happen yeah but yeah. I'd like to think that if I did go into that film not blind like I did do then I would get the more emotional sort of like reaction out of it well i think so it's that same thing sort of again relating this to wrestling like if you showed someone like taker michael's one and you said this is this is like one of the greatest matches of all time and they'd probably just watch and say why yeah like like the moments you get from like i remember watching rock hogan for the first time and like, this is fucking awesome yeah yeah like, the difference with wrestling and the films, though, is with wrestling matches and big matches like that, is take the time before the match to give you a pro, maybe a promo package. You've got commentators telling you the story as the match goes on. You don't have that in a movie. Not all the time. Unless you have something like, here's what happened in the previous film. You don't have a narrator over the top telling you, right, well, this is the reason why you should give a shit. Mm. But again, that's partially like you're saying yourself, like you you came into this wanting just wanting an action film, which is where people who are just walking off the street like they've never seen 
any of or like I said before, like they've watched one or two, they're going to struggle through this film. Yeah, they will. Yeah. If, they if really they will. Doesn't put them it, off. It, gonna, it's, it's, it, it's a proper head batterer if you've not if you've not watched it because obviously you, if you've watched these films and you've got invested, you're not going to get like that. Like, Who the fuck's this? I've got to figure them out. You already know who this person is and why you're pleased to see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas I'm going in there thinking, right, here's Black Panther. What are they here to do? Who is Black Panther? That's what I mean, though. Watching the films or whatever, like you were, the other films, like you a better insight. And yeah. You'd watch it with newfound appreciation. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, like I said at the beginning, and I didn't mean any offence by it, but this film isn't, it's, it's not meant for you, really. You no. know what I mean? It's no, I not, understand that. Uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't me like being <laughs> trying to be a nit. No, 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 no. There is so much in this film that is done and that is... It's so much fan for, service. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, that that is the perfect way to put it, it is fan service. You know, it's you know, it's akin to having Tori Wilson in your front room. Um, <laughs> fan service, you know what I mean? Bunkles <laughs> after a different kind of service, though. <laughs> but no, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, it's like it is. You know, as somebody, well, as as myself who, you know, has invested the time and, you know, was invested in these characters, you know, it was just so fucking good. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, the film was made for people like you and Roxy yeah. and Alan and 99% of the people that were in the cinema on a midnight. It's made for the people that will go out and watch a film about what they're into. Yeah, on a exactly. midnight screening. If there was a film about, you know, I don't know what what I would like and you wouldn't like, I don't know, fucking. But ah, there you go, perfect example. There was a film that came out. I don't know if Cox still knows. I think was he working at the island then? I don't know. What year? Got pass. Um, I've I've moved into Balamori by that point. Um, but I never got round to going to the cinema to watch it. But it was a film, or like it was more like a documentary that came out called The Green Hell, and it was like it was like a two-hour-long documentary about uh, the Nurburgring. And I wanted to go and see it. It was strictly in the cinema on one day. Mm. It had a one-day run in the cinema. And it's, yeah. I've not seen it anywhere. And I, it was one of them films I was like, right, I knew about it three months in advance and I never got round to booking a ticket and going and yeah. I missed it. But it's one of those things where I would go and say, right, this show is at midnight I would, and the premiere is at midnight. I would pay and go and watch that at midnight because it's what I'm into. Mm. It's... I'm a fan of this like motorsport and I know what the Nürburgring is. I know sort of its history. Whereas like you know the history of these characters going into this film. You've got the history of the whole fuck knows since Iron Man and yeah. going 
from there all the way to this point now. You've got that knowledge. You know sort of history. You're invested. So you're going to be more hard. You're going to have the the film's made for you because it's the conclusion of all yeah. that story arc from Iron Man right through to now. The film's made for people like you. Like the the blue hell, the green hell. Sorry, was made for motorsport fans. This mm. film's made strictly for comic book fans and Marvel fans. Not for me. Which is why I think I'm coming out of this from a different point of view from you two. Because it's not a story I've invested myself in where I was used to have. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm. So we'll go into we'll go into overall ratings later, I guess, because we've still got a little bit more breaking down to do, I think, haven't we? Yeah, it's like the final fight now really yeah yeah so um they all start appearing through the portals portals yeah let's go with that um like and a and an actual fucking unicorn that's uh i don't know it's not a unicorn is it but it's like pegasus there you go yeah she 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 had that in the other movies okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, four three. She had that, so it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is it is this where uh, thingy appears? Thingy. Well, many thingies appeared. Yeah. Oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, she appears. She appears later. A name, but she appears later because they fight for a bit first. Yeah, they have they have a bit of what's known as a schmoz. Yeah, you have a bit of a schmoz where they're trying to get the gauntlet to the to the van because that's the other quantum realm. Because what they're trying to do is oh, we missed a a bit where Ant Ant Man breaks out of the. from underneath the uh, the building that Hulk and Hulk, Rhodey and Rocket are all stuck underneath. Yeah. So yeah. he makes himself grow, so he frees them and they join in. Um, but like this, you know, all of your everybody who you can think of that's in the universe has come out of the, um, you know, these portals. Um, you know, like Umbaku's there. Everybody. And um, all you get is uh, Captain America uh, does the Avengers assemble line and then they run into battle with the army, basically. Um, Well, Thanos' army uh, with... um, I think it was... Imagine Braveheart with technology. Yeah, it was like... like Cap was still wielding Molnir at the time. And, um, yeah, I think he goes straight for Thanos. Uh, and it's, like, still the main three, him, Iron Man, and um, four fighting with Thanos. Four. And then um, everybody else is, like, the only, there's, like, a few thing, a few bits of this which I did have, like, a bit of an issue with. Like, like Pepper Potts shows up in 
basically her own Iron Man suit, and it was kind of like, um, really, you know, who's looking after the kid? Mm. Well, it doesn't matter because Pepper's here now, and she pulls a stupid face because Gwyneth Paltrow has a stupid face. The kids might um, have their own Iron Man suits fighting other things. Train probably. Them <laughs> um, so I was just, I was a bit like, well. I did, I did, I, you know, the people who have Simbi heroes, I'm quite happy for you to be back, like Wasp and whatnot. To try and introduce Pepper is now a hero. I was a bit like, uh, no, no. Um, yeah, just not for me. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen a couple of people griping on one of the bits. Um, well, again, this play like this is after when after Captain Marvel comes in. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I know which bit you're on about. Yeah. But, um, we've got this is the bit where they kind of play, um, they almost play American football with the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. Like Hawkeye's track, like running across the the map. Well, I say the map, the battlefield with it, and then he gives it to Black Panther, who does a bit, and Spider Man does a bit. <clears throat> um, and this is when Captain Marvel arrives, when yeah. Spider Man's got the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, but I mean, there's still the action that's going on all around you while you're watching this. It's like flicking to different bits. Like you see Scarlet Witch fights Thanos one on one at one point. Um, and, you know, there's it's all so, decent stuff. Showing she's quite powerful as well. Yeah, which was good because she actually breaks the sword. Yeah. Or, like breaks part of it off. Um, mm. But, you know, this was all. All this was going on, it was quite, you know, it was good. There was a lot going on, but I didn't feel like you were missing too much, you know. Um, it was very, very well edited, I found, in this bit. And yeah. Stuff like the cinematography, and that was spot on, because it wasn't too clusterfuck of, here's this, that, and everywhere happening, all in one go, site. Yeah. It, yeah, I think it was. on one point, rather than having too much going on at once, and you're having, right, so I've just missed something somewhere, evidently, like. Yeah. I, that might have required a second viewing to go right. I've caught that, but then I've missed something else. So yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I'm hoping by the time I finish my fourth viewing, I will have picked it all up. Um, but I don't feel like I have missed anything. Um, you know, anything too important. But there's as we get to like towards, we're getting towards not. Well, yeah, we are getting towards the end basically. So. What kind of happens is Peter Parker gets so far, or Spider-Man, so far with the gauntlet. Um, and then like he's getting kind of overrun. Cap throws Molnir out, and he kind of web-slings onto it, and that takes him further. Um, meanwhile, there's, a, there's, a, there's a quite a funny bit where... Um, I can't remember what the if it's Thanos the fighting or if it's just like the minions four and Cap are fighting and they each end up getting hold of each other's weapon. So four has Mjolnir and Cap has Stormbreaker. It's like, they swap. yeah, four's like, yeah. no, no, you, you take the little one. I'm, I'll have the big one, <laughs> <laughs> which but I thought that was quite, it was quite humorous. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. It was a few giggles in the cinema there. It's like fucking men in black though. Like, because we have like the Men in Black International trailer. Oh, which was fucking horrible, by the way. When it's Christian, it's great. 
Um, but then if you harken back to the original Men in Black, it was like, no, you get you get you get the cricket, right? He's like some tight like Will Smith got a little gun, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones got like the, the big fuck off gun. Yeah. It's like harkening back to that because Chris Hemsworth is a Men in Black international, which sort of was quite funny for me. Yeah, I thought it was quite good. Um, <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, so Peter Parker's got the the gauntlet. This is when Captain Marvel arrives. Um, and destroys the ship. Yeah, she destroys the the ship because uh, Scarlet Witch was actually going to kill Thanos. She looked like she was quite close to doing it. Um, and so he basically had the ship fire on everybody, his own troops, everything, just to kind of save his ass. Um, so that happened. Captain Marvel destroys the ship like really easily because she's Captain Marvel. Then she goes and gets the gauntlet off Peter Parker, and is and he's like, oh, I don't know how you're gonna get through all that, and like because it's like this army just keeps coming. There's so much of it. And this is the bit that gets me, because all the women come out, right, and like, oh, she's got help. And it's like, wait, what? Are we doing this in 2019, really? We know you're equal. Yeah. The problem there is you you saying, like, you really do this in 2019, but then they, as someone would no doubt argue, why, why would they not be doing this in 2019? Because we, were there we, no we, male survivors? <laughs> exactly. As I said to uh, Al on the way home, like, when he gave me a lift, I said, "I'm surprised like I didn't start hearing fucking like spy skills in the background or something." Yeah. Like, it w- I'm sorry, but it just wasn't necessary mm. to me. I don't don't get me wrong. Fine, have have you know, have your moment, but they've already had moments. They've had individual moments so far in this fight. We've seen all of them have kind of like their own little individual moment. But now it's like, I I just, I'm I'm like, so what was everybody else doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That point Um, would have been better if they had more of the, I don't know if there's a minor, minor characters in the universe, something like that. So they have maybe a little most moments in the spotlight, male or female. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, that's you know, my says, point. Yeah, I've got backup, and it's like, right, well, you've got a few throwaway characters. You can go right. There's, yeah. a, few, there's, a, there's a few seconds of screen time. Yeah, I agree. Like Instead, instead of making it political. Yeah, that's it. Instead of... Because that's what they're, they're trying to evoke, invoke that emotion, and I don't think it was necessary. Like, oh wow, can... look how woke they are. Yeah, exactly. Bollocks. It's not needed. Uh, you don't need it in movies. No, you don't, and you definitely don't need it in superhero movies. It's not necessary, and you know, at the end of the day. The strongest person on the field is a woman. And as we quite clearly see in the next 30 seconds, she doesn't need your help. <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
you, you took about five of them out in front of her and she then just barreled through them like they were nothing until Thanos makes the quantum generator or whatever they want to call it explode. Mm. So it was just a bit like, uh, well, I didn't need it, but it was there. Um, fine. I'll move on. Um <sighs> So yeah, yeah I then the, that one. yeah, I don't know what you thought, Caxi, about that bit. It was a bit face palmy, and like, because I, I I know someone who went to like a, a preview in London, right? They saw it before me, so they were like, they mentioned it. It's, it's like it was a case of oh dear God, are we really doing this? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. We understand you have female superheroes and that, but like, if 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 they did it where it was all like the guys, like if you had Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, if like the four of them did it, whatever, everyone would be like, well, where's the women? Why aren't the women doing it? Yeah, like it would have been there would have been someone who pissed and moaned somewhere that the women didn't get enough screen time. Yeah. Mm. Guarantee it. But then you're going to get the argument of people saying like, "Well, who was kick- who, who was in the fight against Thanos? It was just all males." And you just say, "Well, well, they were getting their shit kicked in, and who came in and fucking saved them when the ship started opening fire, fire opening up?" Yeah. Well, that's so. It. You know, it's it's yeah. It, <sighs> that it, that scene for me left them really bad taste in the mouth afterwards. It was just frust- it was just frustrating the fact that they felt like they needed to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, I would have been perfectly fine with it if, like, I, it's just like the, almost like just all of the main characters were there. But it's like, I don't know we can't we can't do that. It has to just be the women and anyone that we could like, and and they literally like they scrape the bottom of the barrel type. Yeah. To, to, to fill it. And it's like, like, sure is there. Okay, get it. She's really smart, but she is a normal person. She is not, she has no special abilities whatsoever who has two little blasters on her hands. Mm. Wait, what? Right. You know what I yeah. mean? She's, you know, and it's like, ah, just come on. I get it. I, uh, yes, women are, powerful you, person, women are the, powerful too. We get it. The most powerful person on the whole in the whole battle is a woman. Yeah, and it's not even close. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, it ends up with does the gaunt, does Thanos end up with the gauntlet at this point? I think it. I think he does. I think this is where Thor and Cap are trying to fight him. Are trying to like basically kill him. And he fights him off, and Iron Man, and then he fights Iron Man off, and then um, he puts the gauntlet on, and um, Captain Marvel jumps in and basically stops him from doing it, stops him from doing the snap again. Yeah. Um, and he tries to headbutt her, and she just looks at him like, really? And it's like, <laughs> see, see, <laughs> you, and you had to have that moment four minutes ago. <laughs> 
That's it, yeah. You know, she's she's just made the biggest villain in Marvel history look a bit of a punk. Made him like a bitch. Yeah. And, of course, then he, like, he pulls out the power stone and shoots the women. It's like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> like, suck on that bitch! <laughs> but this is where we get the um, the moment where Tony Stark's kind of stood there, like, l- looking at what's happening. And he looks over at Doctor Strange, who just holds up, like, the one finger, like, you know, the one in 14 million, however many it was. Oh yeah, but this, cause he asked him. He asked him at the point, doesn't he? Where he's like, "It's a, what's going to happen?" He's like, "Oh you. yeah, partway through the fight." Yeah. So. Yeah, he says, "I can tell you what happens, but then it wouldn't happen." Yeah. But yeah, he's so he just, you know, he just gives him like the sign. So he goes and tries to grab. Well, as we see it, it looks like he goes to try and grab the the Infinity Gauntlet off Thanos. Mm. And of course, Thanos, you know, knocks him down pretty easily. But um, and Thanos, <laughs> he stands there. He's like, "I am inevitable." Snaps his fingers, and nothing happens. <laughs> and then all we see is it pans back to Tony Stark, who's on his knees, and all and like the nanites are moving the uh, the stones into place on his hand. Yeah. And he just goes, "Well, I am Iron Man." Snaps his fingers. It's like. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, that moment was just... Again, it was another one of these, like... They couldn't have done it any better. Yeah. Moments. It was fucking perfect. Mm. And it's exactly how... It's exactly... It, it's like, again, you talk about, you know, this, you know it, it, it being invested. It's calling back to the, the very first film. This is where we started. You know, yeah. it started with Tony saying, well, I'm Iron Man. And it was like, boom. Yeah, it was like a throwback line, yeah. Yeah, it was It was just so good. But so, just thinking about it, how many times in the entire 22 films does Tony, does Tony Stark say, I am Iron Man? Two. How many times does Thanos say, I am ine- inevitable? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a cigarette there, Uncle? <laughs> cigarette. I think he needs a cigar. Yeah, box of tissues. <laughs> Jesus. It's just such a good film. <laughs> so, yeah, um... Stark does the snap. Yeah. But the energy mortally wounds him because he's. Yeah. Because he's a dude. Well, so. you look at what it look at what it did to the Hulk, and look at what it did to Thanos. Yeah, exactly. Everything when they when they've used it, and they're far more powerful beings than a, what you know what we are, which is just humans. Which mm. is what Tony Stark is at the end of the day. He just built a suit. Um. But yeah, but so in doing it, he wipes out of Thanos and all of his armies. Mm. Thing which was cool. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, mortally wounds him. 
And then we get like the moments with, um, I think it's Rhodey first who shows up, then Peter Parker who's in tears because he is a kid. So that made sense. And um, and then uh, Pepper Potts who just says, you know, we're going to be fine and you can rest now because you could see he was kind of like holding on because he wasn't, and like it makes you think like, you know, he wasn't sure who was going to look after her and his kid kind of thing. Yeah, you know, um, and then yeah, and he says, you know, you can rest now, and then that's kind of it. It's he dies, and it's like fucking pulling at your heartstrings a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and then um, I think that it goes straight to the funeral. Then does it? Yeah, it's pretty much yeah. the funeral because it has the you see that the little uh, reef they put out on the lake where it says like prove Tony Stark is a heart. Yeah, that for yeah. Again, a callback to the first movie. <laughs> um, and then um, yeah, it shows all the so it goes through like the obviously the people you know stood there to honor him type of thing, and it's. Pepper and his daughter, um, Rhodey, and it wasn't Peter. No, Peter was further back. Peter was further back. It was Rhodey and somebody else. Uh, Scarlet Witch, maybe? Mm, I didn't think she was that close. No, because she was stood with the other Avengers towards the back. I can't remember who it was. It's Rhodey and somebody. Nick Fury were there. Nick Fury is right at the back with um, Captain Marvel. But you get, um, so basically it runs through like, you know, the, not just the remaining people, but like the majority of them. And it has a monologue from Tony. Oh, that's the bit that we missed. Um, Because he records himself, you know, just like a, in case of emergencies type of thing. you know, saying, you know, if before they do the time, tra- time travel, because mm. he said, you know, if it goes wrong, I might never come back or I might die or, you know, we don't know what's going to happen type of thing. Um, you know, and he, he does like the whole, like, tells his daughter that he loves the type of, you know, and whatnot. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite good. So it's like going through the, the different people. I mean, even General Ross is there who hates him. Or did, um, and then there's a there's a kid who's there who I think we've all kind of confirmed was the kid from Iron Man Three, who was kind of stood on yeah. his own. Yeah, that's what we were saying because we weren't really sure. But I'm looking, yeah. uh, I'm looking through the um, credits now because it does it does say it's like there's reprising their roles from past MCU films. I can't remember the kid the what the kid's name is in the film. No. So. But yeah, so it's like oh boy asking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but you know I mean like Hank Pym's there with uh, his wife and um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Like basically everybody who you would imagine to be there is there. Um, and I thought that you know it was it was really well done. They have um, oh it's Happy. I think it's Happy. He's like. Who stood with Rhodey, um, and it, 
like it cuts to like a scene with Happy and Tony's daughter sat on the thing and he says, Oh, um, you know, how are you doing? He says, oh, I'm okay. He says, You you hungry? He says, Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you want? Uh, cheeseburgers. He's like, Yeah, your dad liked cheeseburgers too. And it's again, it's a callback to that first movie where Tony comes back from <laughs> wherever it was, Afghanistan or wherever it is, to, and the first thing he wants is a cheeseburger. And it, I thought, like, again, I just thought it was quite, as, you know, somebody, well, I would say recent. Conference, cheeseburger first. <laughs> yeah. But again, even there, somebody who's just had, like, Oh, I say just had a daughter. She's two. Um, you know, it was quite emotional to me because you always you do. I mean, like, I mean, maybe it's just me, but you do all like sometimes you watch these things and you you relate to that. You think, yeah, what, you know, what would happen if that was yeah. you? Yeah, you get it, Paul. Yeah, I get it. I'll tell you. I'll extend that. I was one of these people, obviously, you see stories online, like on Facebook and things like that, more so nowadays, back and forward, I had my son. My son's five now. Yeah. And before I had my son, um, even before, while my partner was pregnant, I'd read stories about your horrible shit happening to kids, you know, like you hear, like, they lose their parents and stuff like that. Yeah. And it wouldn't even phase me. I wouldn't even be bothered about it. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. But now you automatically see a story of something really bad happening with kids and you're like, shit. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's just part and parcel of being a parent. It's like you, you, just, you just take a completely different stance on shit like that. Yeah, you do. It's, it, you know, I've, I was, you know, it was quite emotional for, I found it quite, you know, quite emotional for myself watching that. And, you know, you're just always thinking to yourself, you know, that what if something would happen to you kind of thing? Would you, you know, yeah. how would, you know. Mm. How would your kids cope? Exactly. And it was, you know, I thought it was just, again, it was so well done to get like the emotions out of you that it was doing. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big you know, it's 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 a comic book movie. Do you know what I mean? To evoke I mean, these kind of emotions, it's huge. Yeah, the, the bloke that was sat next to me, it was Alan's mate. I can't remember his name. Um, Josh, was it? Yeah, Josh. Um, he said the first one of the first things he said when that when the lights came was like, Jesus Christ, I cried like so much, like a bitch. Yeah. He was said about four or five times he was actually crying. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because that's, I think that's what I was like. Mm. You know, even even the second time, it's like the gravitas of some of the the moments and the emotions that it was bringing out. It was just like I I, I can't handle it almost. Um, but yeah, they do. So after the Tony Stark's funeral, they go to put all the stones back in the right places in time. So they send, so Cap's going to do it. And he's got Molnir with him uh, when he goes, well, when he goes back. Um, But he doesn't come back to this time, or at least we don't. So it's like he goes back and then he's supposed to come straight. He's supposed to come back in like 10 seconds. Um, But he doesn't. And Banner's like, oh, he missed his timestamp type of thing. And there's, 
there's Hulk or Banner, um, Bucky and Sam Wilson are all there when he goes back. Um, and then, you know, they're trying to bring him back and they think something's wrong. And um yeah, Bucky points, you know, says, oh, just guys, guys. And there's an old man sat on a bench mm. uh, looking out. Um, and B- Bucky prompts Sam to go over to him, yeah. which I really liked. I really liked this bit because, um, oh, I'll explain in a sec. When So Sam goes over and talks to him. It's obviously, it's, it's Captain America, Steve Rogers. He's... You know, and he basically says, you know, I, I thought I'd go and see what Tony was on about and have that life that he always said I should get. Yeah. Which, of course, he went back in time to be with Peggy, who was the love of his life. Um, you know, on like back in the 50s or whatever it was. Um, so he... So, yeah, and because, obviously, the super soldier serum, he's lived until now, and he knows that they're going to be there at this moment. So he's there. And he um, he has his shield, like, basically looking brand new. And he gives it to Sam and yeah. says, I'll try it on type of thing. And, again, this is it's like him passing the torch, again, leading to that, what I was mentioning about Captain America isn't a person, it's a symbol. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get Sam Wilson or is now Captain America type of thing. But, you know, again, it was going, going back to the comics, it was like a perfect thing because in the comics, both the Winter Soldier and Falcon at one point or another are Captain America. So you could have picked either one of them to walk up. Yeah. But the big thing with when the Winter Soldier is, is he still gets tried for all of his war crimes because at the end of the day, he's a terrorist. Right. So it made more sense to do it, to do it the, Disney, the Disney thing and put it on Sam Wilson, who's the clean-cut All-American. But, you know, it... it still fits with the comics yeah, yeah. So I, I did i really I, I really liked that you know the way that they did that where they could have been one or the other but you know and how they went about it i just really i thought it was really good but again it was captain america getting his happy ending almost um you know he got the chance to have what he never could because he always like he, he always kind of felt out of time Do you know what i mean it was like he was here, but he didn't fit in. You know what I mean? Uh, it, you know, he was a hundred-year-old dude. <laughs> he didn't look it, but he was. Mm. So I just, I really, I mean, as a massive Captain America mark, uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really well done. Um, it was really nice type of thing. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah. Um, I kind of figured they were going to go with some sort of passing the torch thing. Because, 
I don't know. There's been no real specification of what they're doing next other than Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. But it's probably going to be another Cap- Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's rumoured. Well, it's, they've got the script of it, so that's probably going to be. Yeah. Um, but then there's, like, I think, Kevin Feige, or whatever he's called, Kevin Feige, the Marvel president, is like, oh, we've got films coming up to like 2025. Yeah. Full like, list. Well, like, Dark Phoenix is out in June. Yeah, that, yeah, different universe. Right. But like, I, I read Black Panther Two's kind of been confirmed. Um, Black Widow, but that'll be a prequel. Yeah. Um, which yeah. may have the Winter Soldier in it as well, from what I've read, rumor-wise. Um, and then there's some that I don't really know. I've seen like rumored. Well, I was kind of like. Again, your your main heroes are all kind of established now, and even like some of the secondary ones are established. To yeah. me, well, it's like you you guarantee. I reckon it's to be like an Ant Man three. I'm not yeah. too sure about that because he looked to get his happy ending as well. Yeah, but I think they're going to do like because they've done Ant Man and Wasp, so I reckon the next one's going to be Giant Man. Right. Okay. If they do something like that, um, I can see them doing obviously Black Panther two, yeah, mid Black Widow film, but we've been talking about that for ages. You got Guardians two, get uh, free. free, even sorry, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, um, I've heard rumours of like maybe a, a Moon Knight either film or TV. Yeah. Show. I've heard that. A witch. Um, I've heard a four four. Yeah. Nightmare to say. Um be interested to see what they do with four actually because he's with the Guardians now, which is one of the bits that we get at the end. He's but I'd be interested to see what they do with that because they can't really do a movie with all of them in it, but then maybe they could. I'm just not too sure what how it'd look. I've heard of Possibly a rumoured, maybe like another Hulk film, possibly, but I mean, possibly doing World War Hulk. Right, okay. Or Planet Hulk, but I know they've done, a, they've done an animated Planet Hulk. Right. So, um, but if they do like Moon Knight, they could lead them towards like doing like the Marvel Knights. Yeah. Film or something, maybe. Um, again, Captain Britain's been rumoured for years. Yeah. Right, possibilities are endless. They are, they are. But I think it's eventually going to lead towards another. There's going to be another uh, Avengers film down the line. Yeah, but it'll be more like, well, I'd describe it as the new Avengers, really. Yeah, that's what I'm going on. I'm going to lead up to that point of like, it's going to be the new Avengers. Yeah. So. Yeah, as you think about it, the only one that's really... I mean, like, Doctor Strange 2's been rumoured as well. That's one of them that I saw. It's a given. Um, but, like, the only return, real returning Avenger I can see being just four. Mm. And that, and that's if he is about. You know what I mean? It, yeah, I could... Well, yeah. You've got but the, Captain Marvel could appear again. 
Captain Marvel could appear, but like the way that they played it out, they made it seem like Thor's kind of going on that Captain Marvel type of thing. Like he just doesn't know where he's gonna go, but he's just gonna go, you know, dick about for a bit. Um, you reminded me of another one then that was Captain Marvel. As soon as I thought of it, it's gone again. No, it's completely gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to cycle through now all the bloody characters on the Ultimate Alliance and stuff, thinking like, no, they've had a film, they've had a film. <laughs> yeah. Not a clue. No. No, it's bugging me now. <laughs> the problem is we're going to start recording when I think of it, and it's like... No. <laughs> oh, that was it. Um... Especially with them, because they, cause they could, there's no doubt an inevitable thing about them probably going to do like a Teen Avengers thing or something as well. Yeah. Like a, a Teen Avengers cartoon. Because, um, like, someone was saying, because I mentioned, no, they could have, like, they could set, they could set it up for uh, Tony Stark's daughter, Morgan, to take over. Yeah. They did it in the, was it in the comics, it was like Ironheart or something she was called. I think. Well... Or yeah. Like female Iron Man was called Ironheart or something. Yeah, there was a female Iron Man called Ironheart. But I couldn't remember if that was what the, you know, like the boy who we mentioned from Iron Man Three. Yeah. I remember if that's what he becomes, or he becomes something like that. All oh, right, because I'm, I know there is a female Iron. There is, there is. I might, I might be, I might be way off here. Yeah. Let me just do a quick Google. Oh, that's what I'm doing. No, oh, okay. Ironheart's the girl one. Yeah. I'm guessing Paul just moved. I moved. Um. Yeah, but if they're going down that route, I could probably seem to be like a Spider Girl or Spider Woman film, whatever she's called. Yeah. More female characters and stuff like that, like like because of how successful like Captain Captain Marvel's been. Yeah. So like, it's an it's never ability that's like, gonna be like yeah, there's gonna be more more female led films and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Buggles yawning. Sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm tired too. <laughs> No, yeah, it, they've got loads they can do. Um, I'm quite happy with that as like an an end to the, you know, this phase or this four phases, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But yeah, is I read the, that today somewhere. I can't remember what it was. It was like the end of phase. Was it phase three? I can't remember if this is the end of phase three or the end of phase four. Phase four, I think. Um. But either way, it was, you know, this was uh, a fantastic end to 10 years' worth of films. I think, I don't think I've ever enjoyed being in the cinema so much. (laughs) It was fucking brilliant. It kind of came full circle for me, because, like, it started with Iron Man, it's kind of ended with Iron Man. Yeah. Um, So... But then it's like, and everyone says, like, 
Captain America would feel like the bit the biggest uh or the most important character because of like the, the events from like the Winter Soldier film. Right. Uh, a lot of people are saying. But yeah, just for me like I remember seeing Iron Man and it's like one my favourite of the the yeah. series. Um and uh, it kind of when when I was watching it, it sort of like I said to you guys in the group chat, I was like it reminded me of a bit in I want to say it's uh, Arkham Knight, the game, mm. uh, where it's the it's the spoiler alert that it's been out for four years, uh, Cloudburst project and. Batman's like debating on whether to save one person or something, and Alfred says to him, "He's like, oh well, save one life or save the cities." He's like, "Well, you know, you know, I'm right in saying what you should do," sort of thing. Um, which is kind of like the thing of like Tony Stark sacrificing himself for the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So it brings it full circle for me, which is like really cleverly done. I thought so. Yeah, you say it was, it was, it, you know. It, it's the one time Tony Stark hasn't been selfish. Yeah, but that again, they alluded to that in the film when he was talking to um, Howard. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, I, I, I cannot say enough good about it. Go out, go watch it. Sell your kids if you have to. Yeah. Are we doing scores? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Out of what? I'd say 10. There aren't enough numbers in 10. (laughs) Alright, 11. Uh, yeah, I, I can't fall it in any single way. Uh, if it's out of 10, I'll give it a 12. Fair enough. Or more. Make up a number in millions. Three, three thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it, Coxie, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle, subtle nod to the film there. Aye. Well, I'll give my opinion on it. I mean, I'd say I didn't go in as a Marvel fan. I watched it purely as an action sort of movie sort of thing. And as much as I've said, it was not that... It wasn't as good as I was expecting. That's not saying it was a crap film. It was all right. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, I did enjoy it. I just didn't enjoy it as much as Infinity War. I felt it dragged on for a bit. It could have done being a little bit shorter. Um, but other than that, wasn't really much wrong with it. Um, so on that note, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Which is nice, solid. You're not going to be disappointed if you watch it. It's worth what we pay to get in. Of a seven out of ten. See, I'd, it's a bit of fun. I'd have paid ten pound for it if it was yeah, like thingy. So yeah, 
Yeah, okay, yeah. But even, like I say, even at £10, it's not as that bad. But seven, maybe seven and a half out of ten if I'm that way out. Yeah, this is, again, I'm alluding to this again, but like, I think if you'd watched all the other films, I think you'd, 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 that'd be a nine for you, at least. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But yeah, as a somebody that's not seen the rest of the movies and just judging on this, but this one alone, mm. and maybe comparing it to the previous film, which I did see, it's for me. It's not. It wasn't as well paced as Infinity War. For me. Yeah. And I just felt like this one dragged on a wee bit too long. But other than that, there wasn't really much wrong with it. Like I say, I can't. I, is this not really akin to like Take Michael's two? To be fair, in a way. No. It's it's less standalone. Um, you could possibly just about on like the bare minimum sort of set scale of like get away without watching any of the other stuff but I do think if you did that you like it did for me your experience is going to suffer and you do need to go in with some modicum of knowledge going into it so that being said for my experience, I'm going to say it was seven, maybe a seven and a half out of ten, just for this film alone. Okay, fair enough. Um, what what can I say that's not been said? <laughs> um, to be fair, I did pretty much sit there, and as the credits rolled, I was like, I, was like, I need to see the cigarette now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's the like I was saying before earlier, like there were points in the central bits. I did for me, they, they dragged on a bit too much, but the good outweighs the bad. And like Bunker said, I can't really fault this film in any way. Yeah. It was the writing was spot on. It was well produced, well directed. The cinematography was spot on. It wasn't clusterfucky at any point. There was no real schmozzes or anything. Like, yeah. There's always a risk in big battles that it gets a bit clusterfucky. Mm. You know what I mean? And like you're saying, a bit of like just a random everybody's fighting with everyone. And I f- they did so well with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the humour was spot on. The story was well told. And it was a fitting end to the past 11 years and 22 films, whatever it's like. Yeah, just go and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay yeah, your money. I... Like, grab, grab your food. Don't have a drink. You don't want to pee. You don't want to, don't pee. In fact, get that app that tells you when you can pee for the film. I... Fuck that, just get a pot or get a bottle with a funnel. I've job done. <laughs> I read uh, someone post on Twitter and he's like, you're going to the Midnight Marvel Avengers Endgame screening tonight with people who may pee in a bottle or take a bit, like, those drinks are big. People <laughs> may pee in, those, pee in those cups. Look around you. One of those people may be sat next to you. <laughs> 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 like, come on, like... 
it's like give people some credit. Oh wait, no, don't actually. Right. Yeah, you're like, missing in that bottle. I couldn't have done a bunkle and have an ice blast in that film. Right. I I've managed my one pint in the Swift at quarter past nine, and then had nothing else after this. Like, there's no way I'm peeing through this movie. I see. I think the ice blast was a smart decision because, like I said, it meant that normally if I get a drink for a movie, it's gone by by the time the uh, trailers are finished. Yeah. Which means a couple hours later, I'll probably need a piss. Mm. But with that ice blast, it lasted like until like until partway through the second act because yeah. I had to wait for it to melt, so it wasn't too bad. So like I didn't need I didn't even need to piss when as soon as I got out, I was all right. The I mean, the second one I went to was a bit different because I went first thing in the morning. So it was like, well, you know, providing I haven't drank six pints of water the night before, I'm not going to need a piss. So yeah. I, I had a coffee. I had a coffee. And so I watched it in the morning. But again, there was, you know, I think I'd, I, I'd done well with my timings. But I would say get get a nice blast, but don't don't rush. Mm. Don't rush. That's the key. You don't rush anything. And don't have popcorn because it makes you drink more. So yeah. Um. Well, that that was Avengers Endgame. It was. It was okay. It was fucking amazing. Now, <laughs> <sighs> ah, what do I know? Literally, fuck all. <laughs> Like, like, I think I'm inclined to agree with what Coxie said, Paul. If I think if you'd seen the rest of them, you probably would. You'd be more inclined to score it higher. But it was, it was the ultimate fan service movie. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to really argue was. with that. I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, like, like, like I said, you you have a bit more knowledge, you'd be a bit more invested. A bit like the analogy I gave about you, if you were interested in uh, the Nurburgring, you'd give a fuck about the Green Hell. Because you don't yeah. know what the, you don't know much about the Nurburgring, you don't give a flying fuck about the Green Hell. Is it? Is that thing like with bloody? Say you're watching like Lethal Weapon, and like you've not seen one and two, but then Lethal Weapon three comes out, and you're like, oh fuck it, it's something to watch, and you can go into that without having seen the previous two, and you know what's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you're sort of the dread at the door and. Like the couple of times the trailers watch the trailers are like Men in Black and Star not Star Wars. Something like, there was some other film where Alan was like, he literally knows me, he's like, that's a film where you just leave your head at the door and just sort of enjoy it. Yeah. John Wick Free? No, we didn't have that one. We had Star Wars Star Wars trailer. Men Star Wars is shit anyway, I don't watch it. I'm trying to think what was in the trailers. Star Wars, Men in Black, Pokemon Detective. Yes, Detective. Yeah. Uh, Jackson looks fucking phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, I think that does look good, actually. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm sure there's one or two more, but I can't think what they are. Uh, I can't try to figure what I got because I because I went to two showings. I got two different sets of trailers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. Um, no, lost me. Me as well. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
So yeah, uh, Paul, the, the real question is when are you going to start watching the, the films and you're in chronological or release order? Um, to make the story make more sense, I'm probably going to have to do it in chronological. Probably do it chronologically. Okay. That's my plan. It's a case of getting, it's a case of getting around to doing it. Yeah. Two a week after the kids gone to bed with the wife. <laughs> yeah, or daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I, I, of course, being optimistic. Possibly. But you'd, ha- you'd have to get to the cinema and still see Captain Marvel while it's on now if you're going chronologically. <laughs> well, we're still there. Yeah, we're still on. Jesus, there must be fucking raking it in then. It did do really well. Mm. That's broke records, hasn't it? Or supposedly. Yeah, they've just been smashed out of the water, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, from what I've just been reading, it's uh, Avenger uh, Endgame possibly on to make a billion in its first weekend alone. Fucking hell. Oh. I'm not shocked. Like it's apparently, I think from the midnight screen, it's made like 300 million already. Jeez. Fucking hell. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. A lot of Marvel fans out there, though. True. Yeah. Right, so we best wrap up then, boys. We better add. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Let's do a quick review. Three hours later. <laughs> yeah, longer than the film. Yeah, it's almost going to be like a, you can actually play this alongside. No, because it's uh, by the time I finish this, it'll play just fall short of. Uh, it'll be just over two hours. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to put some dead air out. So when I walked out, when I had to leave, we didn't stop. We didn't. And of course, cut all this random discussion too. There is that. Fuck that! I'm leaving this in. Yeah. Filler. Filler. Um. But yeah, we didn't start. I didn't actually start hit record till about 15 minutes in. So. Yeah. So there you go. Oh no! God, I'm tired. Mm. So, uh, like, I was, like I was on, like I was on Wednesday night. Nah, um, plugs. Go on, Bunkum. Whoever wants to go first. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Gunpowder Trees and No Plot podcast. You can find them on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Treason No. And maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. That's got to be the quickest I've ever known him to do his plugs. Got a well oiled machine now. <laughs> and on that note, the rusty old VW Beetle comes in by saying that you can find. 
You can find me on the RAD Live podcast. You can find us on Twitter at UK RAD Podcast. We are on Facebook, but it don't get updated that much. Uh, we are on. You can find us on all the good like podcast catches out of that Spreaker, Podcoin, Stitcher, and all like I say, all the other places. You can also find. You can also find um, my alter ego Steve on Twitter at Steve the Steve the Steve GTNP. Where he has been rather quiet recently because, um, yeah, Steve Sending Stone isn't working properly at the minute. So unfortunately, um, he's had he's had he's not been able to uh, take the piss out of Tommy. So he's currently sending he sent his Sending Stone off to the repairs team and hopefully it gets back to him. So what about you, Coxie? Well, of course, you can find the Lost Out of Podcasting on uh, Facebook, Lost Out of Podcasting, Twitter, at Lost Out of Podcast, Instagram, Lost Out of Podcasting, where we do follow back. And, uh, of course, you can find us on uh, usual places, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Podcoin, CastBox, any good podcast provider, we're on there. Uh, yeah, we're everywhere. You can, of course, find our sister pod, The Lost Art of Wrestling, we've we mentioned bits of wrestling tonight. We're on same places, but we're on Twitter, at LAOW Podcast, Facebook, Lost Art of Wrestling, and, of course, all, of, all good podcast providers. And uh, coming soon, well, you can check out our previous episode, Getting Geeks the 2, the pubcast, which we recorded pre-Avengers Endgame. Where we went very video game heavy. Yeah, it's still getting geeked. We were getting geeked, but of the video game variety. This is what happens though when you speak to two gamers. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And uh, coming up soon, we've got our anniversary episode. Which we will do in person, no Skype. In person, so we're too hyped for Skype. And if the, if the stars align, it will be live. Yes. Pencil or dating, we have not decided. Mm-hmm. So get your topics into us. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, by the way, um, I do have a plan. And this is possibly going to be going down to possibly somebody who's listening, who's part of the team. And it's going to be, potentially, I'm going to try and organise something where there's a certain date in October that's going to be quite important. And I'm going to see if we potentially could do a podcast the day before I think that should be. I think that should be arrangeable. Yes, because there's a certain somebody that's going to be down. A certain member of the RAD live team. A certain Scottish person is going to be in the vicinity. I I know hearing about bunkles like looking in, in off into the distance or TV or something like. Well, who? What? Who is this? Who is this mystery person who I've never met? Don't worry, I've not met him either. But I've spoken to him for over a decade. <laughs> oh, I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's anyone who's as opinionated as Bunkle. 
Oh, we're in for a treat. <laughs> oh, yeah, get you two in the same room. It was fucking is fantastic. This is this when they're going to sit in a room together? This is like Sarah Taylor cross me to us like that, so. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror. <laughs> for, those, for those who can't say that there, I'm doing like the hand motion of like someone moving the hand and the other person moving the hand as well at the same time. Yeah. So. Wax on. Wax on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Xander's, Xander's got a caravan booked for like a few days, so. So yeah, Xander will be here. Will- you just remind me of Karatek in the musical. <laughs> Stranra. 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 Huh? Is it oh. Stranra? Zander's in Stranra. Yeah, I don't, know what's happened. I don't know what's happened to my phone. My phone's gone all funny. No, oh, he's still here. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm back. I'm back. My phone went locked out for some reason. Wow, the joys of technology. Very strange. Yes. Right. So well, yes. That's been Avengers Endgame. It has. I have of course been your host, Coxie. I've been Billy the Boy Bunkle. And I've been the guy. The and you've very been... tired guy. And you've Sorry been... I talked over you there. You're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. And you can oh, I'm gonna be mute now. I'm muted. And you've been listening. Thank you very much. <laughs>